Blog Talk Radio. And I just turned here with a lot This is what I am. Understand, I don't give a damn. Wednesday, it's April 24th, 2019. Uh, I'm your host, Travis Bryant. Um, I didn't even get the damn thing open. Uh, hopefully, everybody can hear me fine. Uh, just some issues here with goddamn flash. And that keeps saying, oops, our engineers have been notified. Well, get your goddamn engineers on it, you fucks. Anyway, again, it's the Progress and Torch East Coast cast. It's Wednesday. We got, uh, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Let me go ahead and uh, get out all the pertinent information so you can get in contact with this here show. There are two ways to have your voice heard if you want to have your voice heard on this show. The first way, give us a call. Hit the Constellation lines uh, and get in line, and we will take your call uh, while the show is going. Hit the constellation lines up at 347-202-0103. That's 347-202-0103. And just because I'm super self-conscious, I got to do this. Hey, hey, Kylan, can, uh, can, can you hear me fine? Perfectly. Okay, okay, that's all I needed. Thank you. All right, good. Now I can <laughs> literally like, all right, that weight's off. Uh, so again, three four seven two zero two zero one zero three. That is the way to call us, get in line, and we will talk to you on air. Second way to have your voice heard: if you can't call us live, you can always hit our voicemail line. You got three minutes, three unadulterated minutes. Uh, you got uh, questions, comments. You want to just yell into the phone about something that you're super pissed or really happy about. Uh, that is the way to do it. Hit the consulate, or I'm sorry, hit the voicemail line at 415-787-5229. Once again, the voicemail line is 415-787-5229. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Find the show at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. You can find my personal Twitter at Trav Lord. You can find Cam at Seahawk, and that's C-E-E, Hawk. And, uh, yeah, all kinds of conversation and fun stuff happening <clears throat> throughout the week over on those accounts, especially Cam. He's always got the party lit, but, you know, that's that's Cam. Uh, and the last bastion of Get Adage, find us on Facebook, the Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast. And, um... Not sure if we had any likes uh, this week, but go to the page. Yeah, PW Torch, or I'm sorry, Facebook.com slash PW Torch East Coast Cast, or just search East Coast Cast or PW Torch and find us along among the you know family of Torch pages, and give us a like, tag your wrestling buds uh, in the uh, in your you know share us on your page, tag your buds in it, and you know. Spread, spread the situation that way. But, uh, yeah. 
So yeah, as we uh as we I guess wait for Cameron to join us. I don't uh see him along the lines. Oh, oh, I got a message from him in the group chat. Let's let's see what this is about. Okay, he's yeah, he's not gonna call till he's in a fixed spot. He's probably out there in that mess. It is well at the moment it's not too bad, but whew, it's been monsooning. <laughs> and I got a creek right out back, so I I I get extra audio in these situations, so the creek swells and starts moving really fast. Um but yeah. Headlines. What's the biggest story of the week, Trav? Well, let's see. Um, some would say, some, it's not a TV thing, it's not a storyline angle, but it's certainly important. You could say Undertaker and Kurt Angle being pulled from the StarCast 2 event uh, that's going to be happening in conjunction, not with, but in conjunction with the Double or Nothing show in Vegas next month that I will be attending. Me and Craig will be uh, in the building. Some wing stop there, you know. It's like a mango habanero and some Hawaiian dips. Um, um, yeah, so Taker signed a new deal in the last week or so. Um, so I think that's the the easy the easy out. I I would say, well, if he didn't want to screw over a commitment that he had already made, he could not sign that contract for four more weeks, six more weeks. Is WWE going to say, you know, sorry, Taker, he's you either sign it now or you're dead to us? No, no pun intended. So uh, no, he could have easily. Sign that thing in June, and wait, he's the guy with the Marty McFly gimmick? Oh, I'm like, wait, these glasses and that vest look kind of, oh. The, uh, Kushida, is that his name? I think that's him. I'm, I got NXT from last week on in the background, and I didn't see that last week. Huh. That, huh. I'm interested. I didn't, hmm. I need to talk to somebody about that. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah. So and the same thing. Or I don't. I'm not as clear with the Kurt Angle stuff. Uh, beyond, well, he ain't gonna be there no more, or he's not showing. You know, he got pulled or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so again, some would say that's the biggest story of the week. Um, this is where I need need Cam or somebody to remind me. Like, what was the biggest TV thing? I, I, I guess establishing Roman Reigns as as you know, the number one babyface on SmackDown, or at least that's what they're they're hoping for. And if you uh, saw the meme with, if you're familiar with the Ralph Wiggum on the back of the school bus meme, so he's on the back of the school bus. He's got dreadlocks like Kofi Kingston, and in the back in the bus window, you know the emergency door. You see, uh, you see through the window Roman Reigns coming for a Superman punch, and Ralph Kingston goes, 
I'm in danger. <laughs> so, um, oh, well, that leads me into the obvious uh, uh, biggest, I guess, TV happening. And that's, you know, Kevin Owens, the big O, uh, turning on, turning on the New Day, turning on Kofi Kingston. And a, a part of me, a big part of me is glad that it happened on week two. And because I was immediately thinking this is going to turn out either Kevin Owens, either they're permanently <laughs> going to ruin Kevin Owens. <clears throat> you know, like he's either going to be this dancing fool, this uh, uncoordinated, weird, hip swiveling guy, and, or whatever he morphs into after that. Again, if he stays, assuming he stays a uh, baby face, or they're going to the New Day, uh, uh, in particular, Kofi Kingston, look like the biggest idiot since Sting in the WCW, you know, with the Horsemen and all that kind of stuff. I mean, good. Yeah, I, again, I, just a good, big part of me goes, okay, okay, good, 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 good. They got that out of the way. They didn't drag it on, make Kofi. You know, Kofi gets caught up in the exhilaration of being champion, uh, I'd rather this than they like slowly kind of tease it out because again, that's not Owen's character. It makes Kofi look a little silly that he didn't see it coming and he didn't see, you know, he doesn't know Kevin Owens by now. Um, but again, you can just, and I could hear Kofi, you know, cutting promo next week that well, thank you, you know, for snapping me out of the euphoria of, of WrestleMania. Uh, that had to end that happiness. Like I'm, you know, like he's like Owen said. I hope, you, I hope you you had a good time. I hope your kids and your wife had a good time. Cause I'm coming for that belt. Like it was, it was good. Once you know, you got to the dirty deed and the and and action. But uh, I had mixed feelings certainly going into that match. Like so when it happened, I just was kind of rejoiced in a bit I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to hear what, what folks have to say about that um, so yes yeah, so we got Roman established on Smackdown we've got Kofi and Kevin Owens what the hell happened on Raw oh and you can even throw oh even throw in <laughs> Bailey smelling her musk it, it all kind of came to naught which <laughs> really disappointed me I mean, I've been watching Bailey matches for the last year and a half like or just her period, just like, ugh, whatever, what a waste, what a, un, you know, what a, what, 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 yeah, what a waste, there's no better adjective, um, and then she gets up in, in, in Charlotte's face, and, and reiterates the point Becky made about, fuck out of here, go to the back of the line, or Becky really made it clear, like, you want to go to the, go to the back of the line and work your way up, them fine and everybody kind of I mean it was a good line but then they just went right to a number one contender match but whatever and 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 they hit Charlotte win like what the fuck what the like what the fuck like you say all the things you say all the things that you know the fans are thinking you have Becky and then Bailey say those things emphatically like Bailey's confidence and her seriousness was such 
of welcome change. Like, oh man, and not that that she wasn't had didn't have her serious moments in her run on Raw and with Sasha and stuff, but that was just it was tainted by that feud, and then kind of by the time she got into tech, you know, with Sasha as a team and going for the tag titles, like, oh yeah, it's nice. It was a fun little thing, but really, how long was that going to last? Like, they're just ice colds, especially Bailey. Like, I'm sorry. Um, like I said, you know, tear down and rebuild the whole thing a week ago. But when she came out and got in her face, and I was like, yeah, look at that. Ooh, if she wins tonight, wow, that's going to be such a... And then she loses. I mean, it was a good match and a good finish. I'm not... that every, The execution was good and pros and, and, and all that. But, man, I just wish the direction of the characters, the direction of where they're taking Charlotte specifically. It's like... You can't acknowledge the thing and then go ahead and be like, yeah, but we're going to go ahead and do that anyway. <laughs> we know you don't necessarily want this. And there are a ton of women that are, that would, you know, you know, that creative could do stuff with and would have good matches and Becky and whoever, or whoever and Becky could come up with, or who, you know, whoever is contenders could come up with stuff between themselves to get to, like no, we got Charlotte, and and that's in a way going to ruin Becky. I mean, if she she she's managing so far to keep things fresh. I mean, but being on both shows every week until when is she going to drop the title sometime before October? Like, uh, say at the October pay per view or, or right before that to set up so she's not going to. So so they're not doing the back and forth thing when they go to Fox. Like they have their own title and it's the So I could see that, but you can't do that everywhere. Becky we'll be so sick of Becky by then. I'm sorry, but you know. And then they had her defending both titles at Money in the Bank. Son of a bitch. <laughs> She's gonna have to beat Lacey Evans in like four or five minutes. To make well, she would last it. Remember that match she was in with Charlotte that Ronda came out and got involved in to make the DQ and blah blah blah. She hung around in that match, so that was wasn't really realistic. But uh, anyway, so yeah, so but again, what's happening on Raw? Like all that, all that stuff's happening on SmackDown. All the four things I just talked about. Yeah, but yeah, the Becky and. And Lacey Evans stuff, where Lacey, you know, punched her out twice. That was, yeah, that's fine. Building Lacey, like okay. But what else happened? Joe had a good promo. Joe came out, but that was just a part of a, a you know, eight interruption times six or eight or however many people came out there and and the triple threat matches and. That was fine, but it got to, you know, they, oh, the story from Raw is they blew their wide. Something we thought we speculated. Is there any chance they could save AJ and Seth to, to WrestleMania 36? One week later. <laughs> like, they didn't even, they didn't, yeah. uh, I mean, they could, it, it, something else could happen. I mean, Money in the Bank's a little while away, but man, that was, uh, that was 
Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, hey, they they're making they're making an AJ they're making a match. I should be, you know, on the floor, you know, to see like a thirsty man in the in the in the desert, and making me go, like, oh, because it's way too happening way too soon. Nobody's established. AJ just got the Raw. He's going to win the damn Universal Title after all this build up. After a year of of being the presumed, you know, beast slayer, he can, it comes to fruition. Seth wins the Universal Title, and then in his first defense, he loses it to the guy that just showed up. Like either either finish if they go with the match, or they do something to get out of it, something wonky that and, and, and nobody wants. That that's fucking, you know they try to play it down the middle and fuck everything. So all right, let's uh, bring on our co-host extraordinaire, Cameron Hawkins, make this thing a little better. Cam, what's going on? Ooh, what's going on, man? You out there in this mess? Is that what's going on with you? Got out of it, so I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna wait till I'm all the way in one spot to kind of mm-hmm. get on get on the line and do the show. But yes, yeah, um, you know crazy how it works out out here like you know had a great nice weekend great monday great tuesday it's pouring right now it's going to be great all weekend like starting hmm. tomorrow so you know nice 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 what uh what are your in-game plans what, for either tomorrow or friday oh i'm going at uh nine o'clock tomorrow tomorrow night uh up your way yeah yeah matter of fact i mean my way but your way going to Lakeline. So yeah. Um, oh okay. Because we had uh, it's funny. The, the yeah. morning Jeff actually hit uh, Jeff hit me and Teach, and he was like, "Hey, tickets are on sale." And so we had uh, some Alamo gift cards in the tuck and some cash. We had like exactly thirty dollars worth, so we just spent like you know a dollar on the movie. But yeah. Yeah. So I can't. I'm not going to my normal theater, which you know I like to out. Uh, uh, right there on, on Mueller, um, because it's in game and everybody in there was trying to get tickets, and I was lucky to get yeah. some at the Gateway on 183. So I'm at the fourth. I'm in the. I'm in that front section, those first four mm-hmm. or five rows, but I'm on the last row, so I won't be like completely okay. neck <laughs> neck looked up. So I, I had like to see it that first night. Take away. Yeah, no doubt. Like that's, that's kind of how we saw Black Panther. Like, we were fairly close, but not, Where we? you know, super, yeah. not on top of the, yeah, so, I mean, that's fine, but, but I mean, it, it is that, that thing where as much as you want to enjoy the experience, this is what you have to get out in front of. Like, you have to be spoilers. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Really and not even so. even beyond that, just be a part of the conversation immediately. Like, you don't want to go into the weekend, or, I mean, not even, you just, I mean, the first weekend. You don't get to go Thursday or Friday to go Saturday. That's just, mm-hmm. that's fine too. But you definitely don't want to be next Tuesday or Wednesday like, oh yeah, no, I'm going to go see it the second weekend and, you know, everybody mm-hmm. can talk about it. You're surely going to get the gist of what, what happened. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so even if you watch some bootleg Chinese subtitle version, don't bring that fuck shit here, you will uh, get two-piece to ambience. Yeah. Um, I've like say successfully avoided everything. Even when somebody starts to talk about, oh, I need somebody, I just shut up though. Like you can yeah. wait. You don't need to get that off. Yeah, I've been actively just yeah, not avoiding everything, but just being very careful. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Yeah, tomorrow's on, and then uh, and then Sundays. Well, you're you're not you're not in that part of the culture. Well, no, I'm still. And then I'm, Sundays I'm, even I'm, more. I am like. Oh. It's okay. You know, like you know, let news. The, the big things are still the big things to us all. So you bite. I even had I'm um. So, yeah, what you watch? Are you watching? Twitter, I was like. Well, I I mean I'm pretty I mean, sure I'm yes going no. to watch the Battle of Winterfell. Like I don't care, uh, <laughs> but, but like. Just you just want to say, okay. That's that's yeah. that's worth. Uh, that's not. That's I get it. Like wanting to see that. But no, it's. But and you got to remember, like, think about our audience. Think about the people we interact with. Think about the crossover. I don't have to watch to know exactly what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, I know these characters. I know their motivations. I know what they've been through. And like, you know, I watched the first season, so it's like, okay, like, I, you know. I, get it I thought you watched like maybe the first two or three. Yeah, I watched. Yeah, it's the thing where if everybody's constantly talking about this thing. You have like a one knowledge of it. So, like this is this is a really interesting just weekend as a as a consumer of American product because I mean you have uh, you Avengers, you have Game of Thrones, you the NFL draft, which nobody's talking about. But you have the NFL draft, you have the NBA playoffs, like all happening on the same weekend. Um, so it, it's really like yeah, and then when you widen that out to, to April itself, and then you add WrestleMania, and then you add Mark the end of yeah. the Final Four, and uh, mm-hmm. it's been uh, it's been oh, a wow. consumption. It's been a month of consumption for sure. Oh, oh, and then Easter, in the commercialized part of Easter, Easter on top of that. Yeah. Just, I'm sure this is going to be a good quarter. <laughs> you know, for, oh, yeah. if, you, if you're you know, selling a thing, money changing you, you around. Change your money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I, I jumped in on the conversation you were having as you were having. It's actually kind of the thing I wanted to talk about. Like, there, and I think it's by design. I don't think it's an accident. I understand why it's happening. But this is almost like blow for blow storyline after Roman Reigns and Triple H and like, they literally went to a string of pay-per-views with AJ challenging Roman. Um, in 2016, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's, um, you know, we, we know. Like, again, so you're AJ saying, are, are you saying AJ is, oh, AJ's AJ again. <laughs> right, he's, he's yeah. him again in that same. And so instead of showing up fresh in January, he's been there. You know, almost three years, over three, well over three years, established, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Hall of Famer, all that kind of stuff. Um, but he's going to a new show, and yeah, I guess I could see see that. And and those AJ Roman, Roman matches were fantastic. Yeah, they were very good. And they, so you they, know they made AJ. It let it actually allowed AJ to become what he became. Later on, when they sent him to SmackDown, because Vince was like, "Oh shit, he made Roman look like a million bucks for three straight months. Like, he's got my Absolutely. heart." Absolutely. That's and that's where I think the whole pit bull thing started about you know Vince is kind of being enamored with AJ. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's like you said. Like, I wish I was more excited about it, but you know the quality of match that you're going to get. I mean, it's going to be fun to see. Um, yeah, so you know, it's 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 what it is. Um, you know, just it was really a setting the tone week of you know Raw and SmackDown. Um, it, it sucks 
but I think we all knew the Kevin Owens turn was coming. Mm-hmm. When they did put, you hear um, any of my? Uh, no, I don't think you did. I was, I was. I didn't catch that. Yeah, I was just. I knew it was coming, and I was happy that it came week two, and we didn't drag it on and make Kofi the you know modern day Sting, or even worse because my goodness, if, like Kevin Owens has a specific gimmick, and you know <laughs> of turning on everybody that he fucks with, so. Yeah, uh, it, and I said Kofi can kind of just play, you know, I can imagine him cutting a promo next week about, I'm glad he did this. It snapped me out of my WrestleMania euphoria. I got to move on. I'm the champion. I got to, you know, I, you know, I, I I was so happy and just willing to trust this comeback. But, you know, I paid for it. But, you know, moving on. But if, we, if yeah. we're six weeks into this thing and he didn't turn, it's like, oh, man. That's, like, that's, and it's bad. Like as soon as Nakamura was the main event opponent for Kofi Kingston, I was like, okay, <laughs> I know how this is gonna end, just because he's not seen in that light. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, I was gonna ask why Nakamura that. specifically. Okay. Um. I, yeah. No. 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 That's a definite t- giveaway. That's definitely a tell. Like, wait a second. When mm-hmm. he in the main like, event? There's more going on here. He ain't been in the but, main I mean, event like, since, he was, since he was talking about. No speaking of English. <laughs> like, what, what's going on? A year ago. What I do like is how Kevin Owens attacked Nakamura and Rusev as well. Like, I like Kevin Owens being very much for self. I think he mm. functions best in in that ecosystem where he's not on the side of the heels. Kevin Owens is concerned with Kevin Owens. Um, you know, he's it. The guys that they turn super often are guys that they feel like they can trust. They felt like they could trust the Big Show to play what they needed him to when they needed him to play it. And they think the same thing with Kevin Owens. And I think it's a compliment to them, even if it comes at the detriment of the television sometimes. But, um, you know, when you look at the list of people Kofi Kingston can face for the title that aren't Daniel Bryan right away, Kevin Owens is high on that list. Like, you know, same thing with AJ Styles. Like, these, Vince is having his champions who aren't Becky Lynch out the gate have matches with these very good established workers um, with strong characters that people are going to react to in a pay-per-view setting. And so I think it's it's safe. Um, and I, yeah, I think it's what you want for your new champion. So I, I, I like the moves. You don't think there's any, you don't think there's any, uh, there's no uh, value in, in holding off on it. AJ and Seth, even if it's to SummerSlam, like okay, fine. It's I a do. little unlikely to to. Mm-hmm. It's unlikely they're going to hold it off till th- you know Mania Thirty Six. No, why yeah. is it that after the fact everybody can call it WrestleMania Thirty Five? Like, what's that about? That is so well, fucking weird. Well, because it's <laughs> just it switch exists up like in its that, own but... space until it happens, and then it exists. <laughs> And it was WrestleMania 35, and it's a number. Like they didn't, God, call, yeah. they didn't so... call the War of 1812 the War of 1812 in 1812. Come on now. They ain't marketing the no war. I had to do it. They called the war. Right? They go, they go, they go, they go, they go, they go, this world, no, 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 <laughs> but yeah, um, but no, yeah, I agree. 
But yeah, I completely agree that um, it would be great if we could have waited and built okay. AJ up. Um, but I, I just think that this is a, a softball for your champions out the gate to say they have a good matches on their resume and can be fighting champions. Against people the the crowd will not reject. And, but what yeah, about AJ then AJ losing as soon as he gets the raw? Or or Seth losing his belt right after he beats Brock. I, mean, one of, one of, I, I don't see Seth losing, but I think that the crowd is not going to choose AJ over Seth in the moment. Like, unless they're in, um, you know, whatever part of Georgia he's actually. Unless the, unless the Gainesville Sportatorium um, is running that <laughs> show, I think he'll be fine. And unless they're in – well, no, they could even be in Canada. No, no, no major white crowd is going to boo Kofi Kingston right now. <laughs> they don't want to be known as those guys. Oh, my God. Even if, Damn. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. You don't want to go down in history like as as that. Yeah, no, 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 no. He'll be fine. At least his first go round. Yeah. There's just something about him I don't like. No, 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 no. It ain't happening. I can't put my finger on it. I watched. All right. um, I, I watched Django yeah. Unchained like again yesterday, like the the Tarantino cut. Oh, what a movie! What a like. I don't. I can't even be like what a great movie, what a bet. Just what a movie! It's just so, uh, so visceral that the language and, and the action. I was like, wow, this is. I you, you forget after watching it for a while, but what a movie! Yeah, I've never seen it, but I hear that. Are you? Every you're not really a Tarantino guy, right? Like you. No, I mean I like watch his stuff, I, but Kill Bill and Kill Bill Two are like my favorite. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll send you the link to, to that specific cut. I think it's a good watch. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's talk to some folks. Three four seven two zero two zero one zero three. That is the way to talk to us. Let's start things off. Uh, you know what? Since he gave me his thumbs up early, let's go to Kylan up in Newark. Talk to my guy. Uh, Kylan, what's going on, man? What up? Not much. Travis, how are you and Cam doing this week? Doing all right. Doing all right. What's on your mind? And I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna hang up the call right back in while you okay. while I start. Well, uh, the the superstar shakeup was very interesting and odd. With, which leads me into my first question for this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, concerning the superstar shakeup, why do you suppose Vince McMahon and management made the decisions that they made and then turned around and changed those decisions within a 24-hour period. Do, do you believe that it was due to this, the speculation that we heard as far as couples remaining together on their brands or another reason? 
Um, yes, yeah, specifically with the Superstar Shakeup, and I'm assuming you're talking about uh, Almas and Vega going back to SmackDown. Yeah, I mean that's Charlotte going. Are you, are you serious? You're going to take you know with, with this relationship is new and trying to blah, you know whatever whatever. Think normal common sense kind of human things that unfortunately it's seen because of the company she works in it's seen as and it is her getting most likely I don't have any I'm just assuming you know an edge or 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 privilege that the other people don't get to uh, get get you know certainly don't get to go hey I want it this way and then they go you know what we want it this way too you're right <laughs> yeah so um yeah, must be yeah, nice. I was gonna say like it uh it worked out pretty well because but one, like as a fan, I didn't want Ricochet and Alistair Black on the same show. I think yes. that's something for later that you can revisit. Yeah, it's it's a way to, to, to avoid having kind of a you know, a shoestring tag team with two guys who are destined to be single stars. Um yes. and then Did Ricochet you know, pay for I, it I think too. That, like hey, some because sure, Vince is somebody's gotta pay for even if ultimately I agree, it still goes against mm-hmm. the thing that I initially planned. So, so my, it's like with Cena and 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 fucking the worst story of John Cena. Cena and uh, what's his name? Not Shag Asbar, the other one. JT Money. JT. Like yeah, he's like, well, you need to get somebody has to pay for this. Somebody like, hey, somebody got to pay some Vince shit. That's some shit he probably learned from Vince. Mm-hmm. And uh, just but, punitive uh, dumb shit. Yeah. Yeah. It works out to where, like, Zelina Vega and Alistair Black, who are legit mayors, can be together. And then, you know. Um, right, because you can't, and you can't make that, uh, that, what am I thinking? You can't make that. It's false with liability. No, no, no. I'm just saying you can't go, all right, yeah, this unmarried couple that's months, relationship is months old, no matter how intense or how much they might love each other and all that stuff. But this married couple, we're not going to take into consideration. But because this single unmarried late woman is a star and has some pull and some privilege, she gets what she wants. That, that's that's a bad look if they, if they, if they didn't. Yeah. So, really? I yeah. mean, I, you know, personally, um, as much as, you know, um, ex-white person finding ex-foreign person falling in love is typically the punchline of a lot of my jokes. Um, this is kind of cool with you know, uh, you know, top woman star falling in love with, uh, you know, somebody who was a top star in another country but doesn't really speak the language and they have a very intense relationship. Like I think that's like if you're doing a documentary, um, like that that's a cool documentary act to do. I think. I could talk hmm. about how that came about, even if it's just a short. It's really interesting. Um, but, yeah, I think that, you know, of course Charlotte has political pull. Absolutely. Um, sure. They, they play it up. She has it to the point where they play it up on screen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Which is I, where I, I have that, the problem, like most things. Like, leave that in mm-hmm. the back, man. Like, you ain't got to bring us into y'all political dynamic and who's, you know, got pull and who can say what on TV and this is a shoot, brother. Like, no. Jeez. And can we, um, like, while we're on the, the subject, Kyle, and I don't want you to not get your, get your answers and get your questions off, but I, the time I typically have, I got to make sure I bring this up. Yeah. It's cute 
that couples are being allowed to stay together. It's not cute that somebody who was kind of involved in this situation, that being Ricochet, has to start a GoFundMe because his mother's house burned down. When he works for a company who lauds and pats themselves on the back about all their uh, philanthropy and their philanthropic interests, when they, they can literally be embarrassed yeah. that one they of their the money obviously up and coming superstars <laughs> is they, it's the it's the money they that they don't spend on pyro anymore, right? Like hey, you know money in the bank doesn't, doesn't have a big pyro section. Miss fucking Ricochet has a new house. Yeah. I mean, they're not but obligated. It's not like, oh, yeah. we, we've got to pay for you shit. It's like, are you a fucking decent human being or no? If they told me that the reason that Ricochet had to take a clean loss to Bobby Roode was they were embarrassed that he went out and did that without asking them, and they've already paid the money, I'd be like, y'all are petty, but okay. Mm-hmm. That would be a fine story, but I don't believe that's the story. And the fact that, like... Yeah, my issue is that this is a company who said like philanthropy is the next big. The thing. new fucking marketing is the new PR yeah. shit. When you can literally fix a financial situation, an act of God, like you can fix that for one of your employees. That you're the same company who pays your people's rehab when they contract problems under your supervision. Like Liptard. you can forty. I mean. Fixing a house. I mean, a house burns down, $100,000. It's chump change to them. They could, I don't know what Ricochet's guarantee is, but if they have him on like a, a four-year deal, mm-hmm. they could put a little bit of money out of his years. <laughs> And ugly, that would be you know petty as fuck. You. It would be petty, <laughs> but we got you. But, but here's a surefire way we can make sure this gets fixed. Like, this is something they should handle because it's who they claim to be. Yeah, no, they should be but, embarrassed because uh, of that they didn't go. Oh, not embarrassed that people are mad or laughing at them or, or looking at them with scorn and ridicule, but they should be embarrassed that. Oh, yeah, how would we let? How do we let that happen? It's not. Uh, yeah, for not fostering it's not, the environment. It's not. I, I don't even want to say it. somebody like Apollo Cruz. I just want to say, like somebody even lower than that. Like if that happened to them, like hey, they're you know, out of sight, out of mind, kind of, you know, maybe. But this is kind of unacceptable. So yeah, what, what, what else? You went and pulled from his station, like you pulled Ricochet from NXT because you decided right. that you needed an influx of talent. Like right. there's a lot to it, and I and I do feel a way about it. It's not my money. It's don't you claim to be this organization? You should take care of your people. What else you got for us, Kylie? Uh, to, to to that point, uh, yeah. since since Cam just bought this up, even though even though this is not part of anything I was planning on talking about, we uh, understand, Kylie. Is it is it possible? And this is no defense of WWE at all, but is it possible that Ricochet did not inform any of that management because he didn't want to that his mother's house burned, so they're not aware of 
100%. Totally. Like, I think he did this on his own because it was in a, a knee-jerk reaction to a tragedy in his family. Absolutely. Like, I, I, I don't think that this was in spite of anything. I don't think it was to circumvent anything. I don't think it was embarrassment. I think that when something catastrophic like this happens, I think it's the initial way to go about it. My point is WWE themselves have paying customers. They have people who pay to come see Ricochet. They have people who have gone to NXT TakeOver for the explicit reason of seeing him. So I think he did it on his own. What I'm saying is, if he put this up last week on a Thursday and I'm WWE, that's canceled by Saturday, and we figured out a plan to make this work for him. Uh, absolutely. My second yeah. question is in regards to upcoming cards. And this is this is for for related. This is for both of you. With with both money and the money in the bank and double or nothing coming in the next couple of weeks. Which which show match card? Wise, are you looking forward to more, and why? I think double or nothing just by default of newness, and it's the first show under the AEW banner. It's you know we're going to see matches. Grant, now if we see AJ and 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 Rollins, yes, it's the first time we've seen that match. Certainly not ever, you know. But like they'll claim, but that's a new match. But it, it just, I think again, just the AEW just having that show in Vegas under the AEW banner for the first time, it's just a little more. And I'm going to be there. I can't. That's you know. So I want it to be better. I want it to be super, you know, as good as <laughs> as good as it could be. Um, yeah, quick, damn it. Um, no, yeah, I think that Double or Nothing is the more interesting show. I absolutely would concede that the card for Money in the Bank is a better card. And now that you brought that up, Kyle, and I think I understand why we're seeing AJ and Seth Rollins immediately. I think I understand why this is fighting Charlotte again. Like, I really accept. What would that say? Well, if Becky uh, Lynch yeah. was facing a up-and-coming, hot-in-the-division Nikki Cross, somebody that she, they say they've been paying mm-hmm. attention to Nikki Cross for the last six, eight weeks and had gotten her ready for this position, and they said Becky Lynch, you know, she was the – she was the one on SmackDown and not Charlotte, and it was mm-hmm. Becky Lynch and, and or um, uh, Lacey Evans on Raw, and that would get that audience a lot more excited than seeing Becky versus Charlotte again. If anything, they're going <laughs> to. If anything, they're going to go. What are the What is AEW presenting women wise? Well, yeah, but I well, I think my point is with that division, Vince is going with what he knows, and he mm-hmm. knows Charlotte's going to be good. You know. Um, but really quick, like, what about 
WWE pulling Undertaker and Kurt Angle from StarCast. Like, whoa. Okay. Yeah, um, I talked about that. I was like, I said that arguably could be the biggest story of the week. You know, non-TV, especially yeah. non-TV-wise. Uh, it seems uh, like as far as professionalism go, like Undertaker either like what would stop Undertaker from not from signing his new deal in the, you know, June 1st, because that's going to be the excuse. Well, I just signed a new deal. It doesn't allow me to whatever. Like you're a fucking Undertaker. You could have been, you could have been like, no, I'll sign it in four weeks, six yeah. weeks. And then, and then, and then lived up to your obligation. Your, I assume con- contractual obligation. I don't know how they get out of that. Uh, like I'm, sh- I'm assuming, you know, Conrad and those people are like, well, we're not going to, what are we going to sue and deal with WWE lawyers for like, no, we got Kai Kabashi and people are happy, but it's still mm-hmm. like a kind of a fucked up thing on, I think on Undertaker's thing part, like, come on, fam. Is he going, well, I got them a bunch of publicity. So in, in the, in the signing and in the unsigning, like, well, they got something out of it. Like, no, that's not how this works. And he should know that. I just, I just, I mean, maybe somebody that's hip, hipper to. I don't think that. I don't. But that's the thing. Why he makes more money if 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 he goes up and gets his twenty five grand an hour and goes does this three or four hours at Starcast. He gets that, and then the next day he signs his WWE contract, and nothing changes. What are they going to be mad? Are they going to fucking job him out or something? But yeah. you don't think they gave him more money to not go? Oh, okay. Like, here's that 200 grand you would have made. Don't fucking... Yeah, yeah. exactly. But you made an obligation. You, you, that's why it seems like somebody like the Undertaker, Undertaker who held up to this fucking standard of locker room leadership, of fucking this and that, and this bullshit that seems unfucking uh, warranted. Like, maybe he shouldn't be held up to that standard and revered in that way. Because it seems like he had a chance to do the right thing and live up. No, nobody told him to sign for StarCast 2. And then two months later go, well, he did that. So Undertaker gets a pass at so many things because of who he is and the locker room leadership. and But no. Fuck that. He's a fucking thin blue line, blue lives matter fucking guy in real life. And now, obviously, he's a go back on his fucking his, uh, 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 obligations and contracts and shit in real life. Thanks for coming to the uh, Travis and Cameron TED Talk. Fucking Mark Calloway. Anything else, Colin, before we move on? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so... I'm so glad you asked that because I would have been angry if I left for the week without asking them how and why on earth has Bray Wyatt gone from a Kevin Sullivan, Jake Roberts type character to Mr. Rogers in this Firefly Funhouse Crap, you missed that. Kylan, you you, you would think Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't like it and thanks for the call, Kylan. Appreciate you as always. I don't think it's gonna work, but 
there are more people that are, I'm not saying willing to give it a chance because you should be willing to give things, most things a chance. Uh, but there are more people willing to go, are going, whoa, this could be good. Like, it can? Please, explain how this, <laughs> knowing who's the creative behind it, could be good. Like, I remember being excited when they first started showing those Bray Wyatt, Wyatt uh, the Wyatt family vignettes in 2013. Like, oh my God, this is going to be great. This is revolutionary. This is not, nothing we've ever seen. Or a twist on something we've seen, and it's serious. And, you know, wow. And then, you know, we got five years of of Wyatt family, and, you know, the first two or three were, okay, were, 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 were decent. But we've seen this. And I don't think this is this doesn't give me those chills like those Wyatt family vignettes from 2013. This was just what the fuck? Like Dre texted me like, "Oh, this could be good." Like, like I don't see what people and it's you know I respect Dre's opinion of, of wrestling and things, so it's not like he's some some Mark or some you know I don't know what the fuck some Russo fan like. Ooh, what if they did this? What if they did this? Kind of. He genuinely thinks, you know, shit, this could do this could be something. Look at Tony Storm. My goodness, it's not fair. My argument is it's the same gimmick. Say it again, you're a little muffled. I said, yeah, my argument would be it's the same gimmick. It's the same gimmick. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, he's it's just a little slimmer thing. and called him old his old self a mean loser or whatever. And then sliced him. Traded in the, <laughs> traded in the waiter for uh Close set, um, like he's still saying the same things to me. Um, what? I, I think it's great that he's in. Yeah, I think it's great that he's in in good shape. Um, that he looks great, he really does. Um, I just think that like Mr. Rogers is a huge part of my childhood, um, and I watched that documentary on him, which I thought was just fantastic. I feel like they must have watched it too. <laughs> of course. <laughs> But, yeah, to me, it's still um, using this space and this platform to spread a doctrine that is really just about me masquerading as something good for everyone. Um, And they'll just tell it in a different tone with a different light on it. But but can it be good? I don't know. Title shots and championship matches. How do you wrestle? That's the thing. Like how? Yeah. How does it turn into wrestling? But no, I, I don't think it can be good because I think that just like with the Bray Wyatt stuff, some of the language was really interesting, and Bray Wyatt himself definitely performed it to the best of his ability. But this thing that you're writing is super. Somebody has to die. <laughs> somebody has to murder somebody on accident. The cops have to show up. Like this is, it's 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 too ambitious for the wrestling show that they're producing. It's, they do this a lot where they have these ideas with characters. And and I, I like to talk about Adam Rose. And it's a simple, easy character to get that they couldn't do because they're, they can't in 2019 or, you know, whatever it was, 2016, 2017, WWE, corporate kitty WWE go have this party acid ecstasy guy who's fucking bitches on a party bus and and groupies on in the city after city. That was what that gimmick was. Sucking on the lollipop and stuff because he's rolling on fucking uh, uh, ecstasy. That's why. He's fucking, yeah. Like, 
that's but you can't do that in WWE. So again, here we're going to have this this sanitized stunted, version of yeah, stunted and hackneyed uh, and of it something that could be good. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like I mean, I, the, what people are reacting to is the potential. I don't necessarily see the potential because I don't – the gimmick, I go, and it's just silly, it's stupid. But clearly the potential is there uh, because that's why it resonates with, with so many people or at least the people that it does. So I get that and I respect that. But but if they uh, if they think the people that are excited, if they think they can sustain – we've seen so many like – Good. Yes. And yes. I, I don't mean yeah, not trailers. Just trailers. I mean trailers yep. for movies in general. Like I remember the trailer for X Men uh, Days of Future Past, which I just, just is one of my favorite comic stories ever, with my favorite character ever in it, and it just was okay. And then I remember like the trailer for X Men Apocalypse, and it was going to be it. Like that was it. They had it. They were on track. They were going to get money forever. They were going to tell the story of the greatest '90s X Men villain, and it was garbage. Like, because it doesn't matter how well the trailer is produced. If the person telling the story has a proven track record of not being able to tell a certain type of story, it's never going to be good. Like, you held on to the Bray Wyatt as a character thing longer than most people. And you're the most cynical person I know. But you Maybe. really rocked with that <laughs> forever. Until, like, it, when you decided it was bad, that's when we had to accept it. And there was nowhere for it to go. And it was walking and it was going in circles. Yeah, and I, and I hope, like, I hope it doesn't sound like I'm, like, disparaging you. I'm saying, like, you no, no. were really into that. And, and you were, you know, hyped for it to work out the right way. I like him and did the whole thing. Yeah, it just started spinning in circles and it was and it was worthless. And I don't, like, again, Bray Wyatt's going to do amazing at this thing they ask him to do. Uh, but... Like, what's Mojo Rowley doing right now? Yeah. And they put a lot of yeah. time in production, and he was performing that amazingly. And where is like, well, he? Well, to be fair to him, that, but. to be fair to him and the creative behind him, it's it's been disjointed. It hasn't been every week, and then it has yeah. been something that they've uh, inserted uh, uh, every now and every other week, every third week. So, but 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 segueing off your your comics thing, Jason from Orlando, uh, I think he might be a first time emailer. He emails, uh, "What up, East Coast cast? Uh, oh snap! As I'm writing this, <laughs> walking around the mall. One, I, I'm interested in your 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 mall stroll email." writing reg, uh, uh, ritual. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, and I just passed and I just passed EC3. Uh, I just moved to Orlando last year and I was expecting to see wrestlers here and there, so that was kind of dope. Yeah, that's cool. I wonder what he was uh in the mall to buy. Uh but he goes but he go what? TV time. jeez. Oh, Maybe he's at the GNC. Uh, getting some well supplements. Um, so you guys are big comic book fans. Are there any story arcs that you've read that could be that could possibly be adapted uh, into a storyline or angle in wrestling? Also, are there any comic book heroes or villains you could see that could uh, that you could base a wrestler on without being too cartoonish? Thanks, guys. So that's Jason in Orlando. Um, I can you imagine how many times Bruce Maker has been asked this question over the last twenty five years, thirty years? Oh yeah. 
yeah. or a variation you know, when, of. You know, the first thing I thought about was mm. a death in the family, um, which What's is that? like a fairly modern Batman story, where basically okay. Joker turns the entire Bat family like against Batman. Um, and it's all like when you say Bat Family, I mean home. like Batgirl and Grayson and all those people. Yeah, Batgirl, Robin, Nightwing, Right, Hood. Yeah. yeah, and it's all <laughs> that's funny. And it's all sleight of hand, um, and it really like disjoints them. The, the issue with wrestling is everybody can see the camera. You know, like you can't for for a lot of like really really good comic book stories. They rely on these people not occupying the same space and not being able to revisit things and not living in an ecosystem where everybody sees the same thing. So it, it does make it difficult. Um, like Chikara is always doing like some type of time travel cool thing that is <laughs> kind of taken from like the sci-fi and fantasy and comic world. Um, okay. You know, so what about like, every, like, do you have like a, do you read any comics that are reality based? Like the fix, it's kind of like a crime comedy crime noir I'm familiar book. with it um, yeah but it's based in you know real shit it's not mm-hmm. pew pew or people flying or mutants and uh, or with powers or magic and stuff so maybe something like that could be ad- 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 adapted those aren't the popular yeah one you know a cool stories um, and, and sometimes they almost go there but then they don't realize what to do like uh, are you familiar with the story of Wanted? Mm-mm. Okay, so it's, um, like, they did a movie about it, but the movie is very, very loosely based on the comic. So basically what happens is the bad guys win. They all decide to team up, and they beat all of the heroes. They find out who all of them are, and they beat them all. Um, they take over the world. And, and the cool thing is, like, it's under, like, the DC imprint, so they don't explicitly say Superman and Batman, but, like, you see Batman in a wheelchair. You see Superman, like, busted up with a kryptonite drip, like, attached to an IV and stuff like that. And I'm not sure that exactly right, but okay. like, they win, and they take over the world, and the story follows a guy who's like the son of like one of these assassins and he ends up getting free reign. They legit murder and rape and pillage everywhere, but then there's a crack in the system. So, I mean, it would be interesting and I, you could probably only do it on like an NXT because there's too many, too many people show up to see their favorite wrestlers and the favorite wrestlers are, are faces for the most part, but it would be interesting to see an undisputed era really legit take over and have everybody on their side and then for a month figure out that this ecosystem doesn't work for them and somebody's like ruining it. That would be really interesting. Hmm. Like you mean like somebody I, I recommend like, you uh, low key you like, that story. Yeah, like like and it's Ron its own thing is, once is stealing money. <laughs> stealing money from the collection plate. Gotcha, um gotcha. But like people can't that's the thing, like people can't die. And so that makes it hard to tell a lot of the good comic stories because a lot of the really good ones are about loss. And there aren't enough Eric Angles to have twin brother scenarios. <laughs> right, and it's not fucking days of our lives where you can just retcon yeah. and you know, do all kinds of wacky shit. Like like Jimmy can't or like Jay Uso can't 
be in bed with Naomi. And then she doesn't know. Like, you, you just can't, like... Or or, or a third yeah. a third Uso triplet shows up. The third the third Uso. It's like the smoking gun. Um but yeah, I think the, the the hardest thing with wrestling is it's it doesn't stop. It's not like a monthly thing. And so since it's always television, always content, um, keeping a story like that straight would be really difficult. I think NXT would have a better shot, or an AEW if they were just running like pay per views. But you know, it's it's yeah. In it's every difficult. way, the medium, the how it's shot, how like you said, it's all everybody. It's not a t. It's not adapting a comic to a TV show. That's a lot easier because again, you could just mm-hmm. like, like, again, every everybody in the same. Everybody's backstage uh, at catering and and running into each other at the trainer's room and at the you know the the, 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 the mm-hmm. design person's table. It just doesn't doesn't work. But I'm sure there is a simple you or it, it doesn't work with your grand story arcs. Certainly not the ones where people die. You would have to probably pick like the simplest. Um, you know, kind of, like Nick Wilson. Uh, uh, what is that book called? Nick Nick Wilson. Not Nick Wilson destroys everything. Nick Wilson something something. It's an image book that started off really good. Oh, it's about a guy who had superpowers who one day literally just lost them out of the blue. Mm-hmm. But he was super famous. He was a celebrity, and now mm-hmm. he, you know. 12 years later, uh, he just goes to cons and takes pictures, and he just sits in his crib, and he smokes pot and plays video games, and you know, he's a, he's a has-been. Like, something like that could be transferred to, to pro wrestling. Two stories you could do. You could do Civil War 1. Now, what they disagree on is difficult, but you could, like, but that's a way that, that heals and faces can all of a sudden switch allegiances and you yeah. have to decide who you're rocking with. Like that's a, and they kind of do it with... Wrestler, wrestler, uh, wrestler healthcare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine the side like, that doesn't want it? It the old school mm-hmm. way. We want to be independent contractors. Yeah, it has to be mature because you can't just do bragging rights because nobody cares about that. Nope. And then on the other side, um, you could do Why the Last Man. Like, no, come on, you talk about turn on Raw. <laughs> you turn on Raw and it's just Kalisto. Like, I don't understand. It's just all, Kalisto. It's all, it's the women's roster and Kalisto. Oh, okay. He's Yorick <laughs> Kalisto? <laughs> yeah. Speaking <laughs> like, of why the last man, fucking FX declined to go forward with the, uh, the pilot or whatever the next uh, step would have been to get a get a show so that sucks but the women probably wanted to be paid as much as the one guy you know <laughs> but um his dark materials got his big hbo i mean it was a part of like 19 other things but it's got his mm-hmm. big hbo like coming soon uh, and they're talking late 2019 and it's, that's really upsetting me because i was yeah. hoping yeah, you know but, five months six months fuck that. Um. So yeah. So uh, yeah. Let's uh, keep it moving. Uh, Jason, appreciate you. Thanks for the email. What's your uh, time looking? Like? There you go. Uh, 
um, you said, uh, Oh, I got a couple minutes. Oh, okay. So we'll just jump to another email then. So we can, since we need control there, uh, Jabron, he chimes in from Vegas. Uh, have the war Raiders, have the war Raiders dropped the belts on NXT? Or do y'all believe they will go back and forth from raw and NXT? Well, I don't know if they have the way you phrased it. Have they? Well, I don't know. I didn't hear. I didn't hear they dropped it. So I'm going to assume no. Um, but then you say, or do they go back and forth? I guess they're going to have to eventually make a decision. I'm not going to say they're going to have to eventually drop them because they might just go, no, they vacate them. We don't care what you do. That's that's not the main roster. It's not a concern. Um, and I'm not sure what's the right thing to do. Uh, yeah, because I mean, even if you go back in time, I don't think because you don't have Ricochet and Aleister Black win those things. So do you go yeah. back and have somebody else? Yeah, I mean, obviously you can't. So going forward from right here, I don't, I don't know what's best. Have them drop, have them actually go physically and lose a match on NXT TV, or just say, you know, they're up and. The tag titles are vacant, and then do a storyline with the undisputed era making a power move to go. We should, you know, we should be the we should. There shouldn't be a tour, there shouldn't be a tournament. There shouldn't be a match. Y'all should hand the goddamn titles over to us, and you just go from there. And you base the tag titles around. You eventually put them back on them, and because they're always a good. That's a good bet. Yeah, I mean, they um, you know, last week. They had the Street Profits come out and ask for a match against the War Raiders. Um, that's right. And that's happened this week. So I, I think they didn't say it was a title match on purpose because I don't think it is off the game. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, established face team that performed well in the tournament. Um, and, you know, I, I think that NXT has not missed yet with elevating people in, in their division. So, I mean, Street Profits Forgotten Sun to make that a thing for a while. You know, like, it's, that's fine. They can compete over the title. You have a takeover coming up, um, and then you crown the champion there. Um, even so, in the meantime, though, three-way. they're just uh, they're I mean, to... Because, remember, they're not running um, – aren't they – they push back Backlash, but I think they're still running a takeover that weekend as far as I know. Yeah, I think that might be – yeah, I don't know. I can't I – can't, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, I, oh, he continues. I asked this because they got a name change and nothing at all was said about their run on NXT. Yeah, that's that's Vinci. I don't. You can't read into into that. Even though when Joe or Finn or somebody Bobby Roode, they always or Shinsuke, they definitely talk about how they were NXT champion or whatever. So it's it, maybe they just don't care. Maybe they don't put the same kind of prestige in the NXT tag titles they do on the on the singles top singles belt. Uh, he continues, uh, I like Bray Wyatt, however, should we have a, any hope that this new Bray will work this time? Sure, you should have hope. You should always have hope. I mean, that's free. That's, hope is valuable. Yeah, it's, sustain, it's sustaining in, in a lot of cases. <laughs> you don't have to do much to have, you know, hope. <laughs> That's one of the negative drawbacks. And just sit back and be apathetic and be like, oh, I hope. But, um, but 
pragmatically, like, should you just in all likelihood understand that this might be destined to, to fail? I mean, it might be too strong. Destined to fail is. Because, uh, again, he's a good performer. He's a good talent. That could always transcend garbage, creative. You know what I mean? That, and it has before. Uh, but I don't know if he's that special. Uh, P.S. Anybody looking for tickets for Double or Nothing? Last time I checked, uh, which was a few days ago, you can get tickets on Groupon. And there are a lot of tickets on there. And still good seats available. Oh, shit. Groupon. Well, Groupon, suppose the gimmick is cheaper than normal. So that's that's interesting in itself that they're on a site that's goes that's your that's giving you a deal. Mm-hmm. Should we be? Is that something? To, is that something to be worried about? As far as like tickets, no, I mean, they might have just released they might have just released more tickets, and they want to make sure that they maintain that goodwill, you know, with their audience. So there are cheaper tickets other than the ones the scalpers are offering. Yeah, I I get that. Okay. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate that. Email. Uh, all right, Cam. Um, not sure if he wants to jump in into another call or yeah, this is a yeah, perfect time. Yeah, call. I'm waiting on some people to show. I said, we can do a call. Okay, I want to give you some time to. I don't know if what you're actually what you're doing at the moment besides your normal stuff. I'm going to give you some plug time. You want to take that? You got it. Um, uh, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. Fucking callers. Um, so. <laughs> So, um, as you guys know, um, I host the South Conference podcast, South Conference with AK. Just talking about the goings on in the in the world, the pop culture every week. Um, drops every Monday at seven a.m. Central. Um, except this week, it didn't drop because my brand new show dropped. Um, I am hosting a. I don't even know how you introduce this. Um, everybody's familiar with the. R.L. Stein children's horror series Goosebumps in book form and movie form and TV form. So I'm going to review every single issue of Goosebumps. Um, I've started with Welcome to Dead House from the South Congress feed now. It's going to be about a half-hour show every week, um, just me solo, kind of going over the book. I'm trying to relate that to who I was when I read it and who I am now. Um, mm-hmm. It's officially titled The Goose Down. So, yeah. South Congress Podcast Network. Um, that's probably going to come out every Wednesday morning, uh, tentatively. Um, somebody okay. called funny boost down hump day. So yeah, that's going to be a thing. Well, that's super interesting because, I mean, this is it's why everybody and their mom having a podcast is as a podcaster. It's like fuck. I wish I had more. I wish there were, you know. Le- uh, less things to compete for those ears and stuff, but you know, yeah. but you get things like this that are like if you're into goosebumps, if that's something, if you're also a you know, 35 year old person that has that same similar experience, like holy shit, that was my jam 20 years ago, you know, 25 years ago, you know, whatever it is, that's. Yeah, I, it, I put y'all into sci-fi animation podcast where they just talk about in the month of April, talk about cartoons, and it's like, mm. fuck, everything's just so niche and like too personalized. It's like, what a time to be alive, <laughs> and this yeah. is just adding to to that 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 feeling of 
Man. And if you just don't like Goosebumps and you're like, I fucks with Cam, now I'm now I fucks with Goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. And that, that you know? was the coolest thing. It was like, hey, like like my sister is like, Okay, um, what's the next book? And then like she shows me her Amazon receipt <laughs> for buying it. I'm like, Yeah, no. Wow. It's, um that, that's that's been really interesting because you know, we, we, we do our wrestling thing. We know who our audience is. With SK, I know who the audience is. Um, but with this, it's been like people reaching out to me that I've never conversed with. So they seem to be really into it. So I think it's going to be fun. Um, like everybody reads books. You know, like <laughs> we've all kind of gone there. And so looking at it from this perspective of somebody who might be just like you or completely different from you. But, you know, was a kid when you were a kid. I think it's going to be really fun. And I, I just think it's going to it's gonna have us on a brand new radar, you know. So, yeah, it should be good. Um, you really trying to get them, uh, get them moms and uh, got the Murano. You got the, 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 that, the Goosebumps podcast. Hey, be cool. Be cool. Um, but, yeah, so with that, I will do it, too. I hope the rest right. of the show goes great. And the next time that we talk um, as a family, guys, I hope you've seen Avengers because we're definitely going to talk about it next week. Yeah, this won't be the usual wait two weeks. I don't think we're I don't yeah. think we're going to be able to do that. Biggest movie so. of all time. Go outside. Talk to you, Cam. All right, later. Is anybody familiar? You got me thinking about books, kids' books that I, that I read growing up. Does anybody remember? It's your traditional American boy and his dog story. And it was a series of of books of, I don't remember his name. It wasn't Ralph. That was Ralph. That was the mouse who, who had the, the, the car, the little car. That was something I also read those series when I was a kid. And it wasn't Judy Bloom and like her... This was older than that. So if I was reading Judy Bloom in the late 80s, early 90s, those were probably books from the 70s, late 60s and 70s. These books that I'm talking about with the boy and his dog were probably from the 40s and 50s. They were super, you know, like there was no like, like Judy Bloom was progressive. And, (laughs) you know, I remember them being like, you know, just that's the word I would think about comes to mind progressive but if anybody remembers the boy and his dog i remember it, just to give you uh, uh the kid the boy he is his parents decided it was time for him to have you know chores and responsibilities so he had to start taking out the garbage right and apparently in the 50s people kept their garbage like in uh like separate garbage it was weird i don't know but the dog ended up a week later, or whatever, when the trash came, ended up attacking the trash man. And everybody, nobody understood because the dog was a super sweet dog, very friendly to everybody. Why was he? And then they figured out, like, oh, he thinks this is whatever the kid's name is. He's taking something that belongs to him because he now associates the garbage with his owner, with his, you know, his, his boy. Um. Yeah, there was a whole series like, you know, Sam and his dog go to the, you know. I remember another one. He had a friend. I think it was a girl who had a little sister or brother, who 
they were talking about a PTA meeting or something that maybe one of them was worried about. Maybe it was going to have a bad report card. I don't remember. And little brother goes, I want some PTA because you know how you would spell stuff around kids that you don't want them to hear. And then eventually they, they pick up on it. Like, Oh, that's, that's something that you don't want me to know. I don't know what PTA is or what it spells, but I want some. And they ended up giving them like a bag of barbecue chips or something to make them like, here, here's PTA, you dumbass. So, yeah, if anybody recognizes any of those characters or stories, please uh, chime in with a – call me or tweet me or email so I could uh, bite Cam's gimmick and read those books and come out with a podcast. <laughs> Just completely rip off his whole gimmick. <laughs> That would be such a comeback move. All right, all right. Um, that's it for the emails, at least so far. That was the the two we had. So uh, get your get your get your emails in. Um, <laughs> East Coast Audio Show at Gmail dot com. Let us know if you want them in red and VIP or non VIP. Uh, let's bring on. Oh, uh, Brian looks like he's been holding for a while. Uh, 28-year Pro Wrestling Torch VIP and newsletter subscriber. Brian from Phoenix, what's going on? What up? Hey, Travel. Hopefully you have a really good um, day. Thanks a lot for having me on. As always, I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for hanging in there. I, see, I know you've been on hold for a little bit. Oh, no big deal. Uh, again, I appreciate you having me on. So a couple yeah. things. I'm um, really curious and interested on, on how this Bray Wyatt character is going to turn out. Mm-hmm. I thought it was uh, shot really good and all that, so I'm really looking forward to how that turns out. Yeah, it looked great. It was filmed. The, the production was great. WWE rarely falls short. Uh, camera shots and those kind of things, but you know, in this kind of they, that's kind of their strong suit. Video packages, production. So I would agree. I just I hope. Uh, I just hope they have something. Behind it, creatively, that's like, like, like me and Cam said earlier. Like, how do you get to the wrestling? Yep, I'm not sure. What did you think of um, Paige being a manager to um, Kyrie Sane and Oscar? When um, I, you know, I was I told you I was behind wrestling, but I was watching. Mm-hmm. I bought, watched both Raw and SmackDown, and to see um, Paige come out with them, just on the stage and interacting with them. It just seems just out of place, and Paige is such an alpha person. Um, I, you know, I want her to do well and everything. It just seemed like a, a mismatch. You know, I know we, I know we only have two weeks into it, but that's just what um, what I see right now. It's it's odd. Uh, I think this is them determined to get to to get paid something. Um, I think they're glad they hung in there with her, like in, uh, as a as a talent, and they didn't go, they didn't uh, they didn't panic. And well, one reason they didn't is because they had the movie in the works, and they kind of couldn't, you know, yeah. just panic and get rid of her or, or ostracize or anything. But I think they're they're probably going. I'm glad we we didn't. But I think they're determined. <clears throat> to have her on TV in a role that means something. I don't know if this is it though, because uh, I and I think it's I think it's the Oscar part 
I think if it was e, if it was EO and Kyrie, we'd have similar questions, but I don't think they'd be as I don't think your alpha part would be uh up there because she'd still be clearly the alpha because we don't really know Kyrie and EO. We know Oscar. Yeah. We know Oscar's of you know, alpha of alphas in that in the in that way. So mm-hmm. yeah, even if it was EO and Kyrie, it would be similar like, what is she doing? This doesn't exactly fit or match or or, or like is she there to cut promos for them? Like I hope so, but that would mean they give them promo time. And that's not exactly right. something that that they that they do. Maybe that's mm-hmm. a, maybe that's a because if you just have if we're six weeks, eight weeks, twelve weeks into this thing and Paige isn't even cutting promos for her for them, it's gonna be one of those things of like, why are you even there? And if they're yep. baby faces, baby faces don't have managers. That's just not a that's just not something they do. And I don't know yep. if they want to go turn and Kyrie saying heel. Like, uh, Oscar, uh, I think it could work. I thought that's where yeah. they were going. I thought one of these hmm. days she was going to show up with her clown makeup on. Or or her makeup was going to get progressively darker and darker, like, over the course of, you know, four, six, eight weeks. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. And they put her with two baby faces. And it's like, oh, okay. But maybe she influences sweet little Kyrie Sane. Three months in, Kyrie's you know going to the dark oh, that's side. A, that's a, we know we know Paige likes to wear you know she's gone away from it, but we know she likes to wear pasty you know you know uh, makeup and the dark lipstick and the eyeliner and that goth look. Maybe uh, they could do something really fucking super and cool with them with those three and make it interesting, mm-hmm. but I don't trust that they will. You know, it's interesting, Trav, because until you said it, I kind of, I was maybe subconsciously thought it, but it is the whole Oscar part in Paige, them two being together. And it's because, like you said, we know Oscar so well. Yeah. So it's we interesting. Know. It's, uh, yeah. Um, two other things, and I'll let some other people get on. Um, Chad Trust Gable me. yesterday, Trust me. or last night, I should say. Um, man, he, he was really in, I mean, you know, we only saw him for like a second, but he was really, or he is really in good shape. Oh yeah, he. Uh, that's been the thing. That's like been the one thing since he's not since he left Jordan and uh, got with Rude. <laughs> you know, that's like man, this guy's been getting in fucking crazy dope shape. Yeah, and maybe because he's always had the not the singlet on, but what he normally wore. But then last night he came out. You know, I guess I think he just had shorts on. Mm-hmm. And man, his 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 upper body. You know, he shredded. He looked, oh yeah, I mean, man, it was something mm-hmm. else. Yeah, Last and then he got I'll, demolished uh, in two seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of demolishing, that's what I was going to go to, or parcel mm-hmm. go to, Trav. And I uh, hope you have a real good night. And um, I should be able to send. An, let's see what I have. I should be able to at least send some kind of email to the exclusive VIP portion of the East Coast cast. Hopefully, okay. everybody has a real good night. So speaking of that, the transition was talking about Lars Sullivan. Um, I almost did a way Kellen said Lars Anderson. Lars Sullivan. Um, I like how and, – and, I mean, this is, I guess, this is another part of this part as well, Trav, about, um, you know, Roman gets beat down by um, by Elias and by Shane McMahon. 
I can understand mm-hmm. why nobody I can you know, I can rationalize how come nobody helped Roman because hey, am I gonna come out there and help Roman against the son of the owner, part owner and, and change the part part owner? Should I go out there and help Roman? Um I can understand why why the locker room might have said that. But I like how after Lars attacks um the um sings and Jim, well, he didn't attack gender. He came towards gender, <laughs> and gender ran. No, gender shoved, shoved him in front and bailed like the coward he is. So, yeah. That's, I just hate – I mean, I mean, I know heels got to be heels. And, you know, and, um, and, and Lars is a, is a tremendous threat. But I just really dis- dislike that for any kind of character, even as the worst heel, to just do that. And then, you know, like I know it's like a wrestling thing, and then you turn around and you have to still – and then next week the uh, Singh brothers are going to be standing right next to him again. You know, I just really dislike that so much. Right, right. Well, that's why they're heels, too, because it's like they don't even – they can literally get used as human shields, and then the next week they're like, no, it's all right. We're, you know, we did it for our own good, and then you hate them even more. Like, oh, well, you deserve to be a victim. Yeah. I had so much – I say I had high hopes for them, but I had high hopes for them, and, you know, this is where we are with that. With I that. had hopes for them when they were uh, – Ballywood boy, Ballywood, Ballywood boy, and I didn't, I didn't even, I never thought that necess, that gimmick would necessarily make it to TV. You know, the dancing and the, and the hey and the, all that, but I didn't think they'd be, you know, just meat shields. But it's uh, when you see them and you realize how small mm-hmm. they are. Also, also. Is it a, is this some kind of running WWE gag to see how how uh, how much you can ragdoll how how high you can throw the things the, the, the things because nobody takes care of the fucking things whether it's Orton or Cena or Lars Sullivan they all manage to or Brock that's right they all manage to not consider that they're 100 and goddamn 50 pounds and you can't throw them like you would throw a 220-pound person. Like the momentum and the, the, the centripetal, force, centripetal force and all that kind of stuff is different. And they just, whatever. I, I thought the same thing when... Um, probably tossed them about a little bit. I thought the same thing when um, when Lars had, uh, and I'll, I won't butcher them, had one of them up so high and I was like, man, this is just like Brock. You know, oh man, that's just something else. Anyway, um, I did like so going to my point. I did like, uh, I guess I'm an R Truth fan. I did like how R Truth did come out. Now R Truth didn't come out to say the things. He came out because no. he had a score to settle. And I mm-hmm. do at least like that part where you know, hey, I mean that guy attacked me last week. I heard I heard him out here destroying people. I'm gonna go out and get get mine. So I do like that part. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, it, and 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 he got thwarted, but not because he was stupid. Or got distracted. He just, you know, got overpowered and beat with a with a, a wrestling move. Mhm. And yep. and it says more. It still says more. Even though he got, you know, he he was still looking at the lights by the time the segment was over. I give him way more credit than uh, way more credit for showing up and like defending his own honor. 
Uh, that's all I have, Trav. I hope you have a real good night. Uh, everybody hey, else out there, have a real good night real, as well. Real, and uh, oh yeah, what's real, up? Real, real quick, Ryan, did you mm-hmm. hear the live show last week at all? Like, did you go back and listen? Um, yeah, I did. Did you hear me and one guy going in on that uh, Dan Carlin Wrath of the Cons um, history audio hardcore history uh, show? Why does that now sound familiar to me? The Mongolians and, you know, Genghis Khan and all of them. Wait a minute. Okay, now that part sounds familiar. Yeah, I mean, it's me and the caller was talking about it, and I was telling them how the, the great the audio was, and it's a history, it's like a college-level fucking thesis, or thesis course, or whatever you would call it. <laughs> and, you know, I was just getting, that's something that specifically I think you would enjoy. Like I'm pretty good um, at give me, determining what you know certain individuals would like. Oh, you like this song, or you like this game. I think you would find not just that that series. You probably like the hardcore history itself, but I think you would find that particular episode uh, or series of episodes, the Wrath of the Cons series, particularly fascinating. The name of it is the, is Hardcore History. The name of the podcast. Yeah, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. But it's a, he he put that audio out in like 2012 or 13, and it's not on the main feed anymore. I had to buy it from his website. So I can like send it to your Dropbox or something. Yeah. You know what? I'll, uh, I need to message you some Dropbox because there's Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. You can call a lot of things, blah, 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 blah. Interesting. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Yeah, All so, right. uh, yeah, DM me your... Uh, your info, I'll get that right over to you. Yeah, because it's fucking awesome. I just want people that have heard it and be able to <laughs> talk about it with them. <laughs> you know? Okay. So, yeah. Not too many people. And the point, my, one of my points last week was, it's one of those things like, why don't I know about this? Like, why do I either have to be some, like, you know, you know, that has to be like, if I'm studying Asian history or ancient, you know, uh, Eastern history, sure. But this... They t- almost took over the entire world in a sense. Mm-hmm. And that's a story we know because it got mocked on fucking South Park. Damn Mongolians, Mashidi Walk. Like, that's really the only thing I knew about Mongolians. <laughs> like, oh, they were so bad, and they, they liked to ride horses, and they built a wall like to, to stop them. That didn't really work because, you know, fuck the wall. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like people are going to go, hmm, how can I get around, under, or through this wall? Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Just And then once they beat the Chinese and took all their uh, took all their uh, best engineers, the people that built those walls, you're like, okay, now figure out the best way to get around, under, and through them. So now the one weakness that they had as, a, as an army was siege, uh, siege warfare, meaning if you had a fort or like that was really good and fortified – they really didn't have a have a. They just sent people, and you could just shoot them with arrows or whatever, and they didn't mm-hmm. know how to get over over or through it. But once they once they beat North China, um, and they took all their uh, best scientists and engineers, ten years later they are the best siege army in the fucking world. So anyway, just give me the info and send it to you, and then we can talk about it. <laughs> all right, sir. I'm doing that right now. Um, I'm doing it right now. All right. So, sounds good. Th- as always, Trey, I appreciate it a lot. And again, I hope you have a real good night, and I'll talk to you later. Thanks for the call, man. Now, I see what I think is Mike down there, 347. 
but he doesn't have his hand up. And and we got 337 on hold, but he hasn't been on a, as long as Mike. But maybe Mike don't have his hand up for a reason. Ah, Mike put his hand up. So, all right, so 337, uh, hold tight. Who is 337? That looks familiar. Is that Brad? 337. Yep, that's, yeah, Louisiana. Oh, that was Brad. I was thinking, I think that was Brad. I was talking about the damn Mongolians with last week. So, all right, in the meantime, we'll uh, go to Brooklyn and talk to Mike. Uh, Mike, what's going on? What up? Brad, what's going on? Can you hear me? Yeah, you sound good. All right. What's on your mind? What's going on? Oh, so hot. So what you, what you think about the 80s porno star with his handlebar mustache? Mm-hmm. Now you're a little muffled, Mike, but I did hear you, but you, you, you're a little low. Uh, Yeah, sure. man. There you go. You're a little better now. That that first off, it was worth it just because of the internet reaction and all the memes that we got out of it. Two of my favorites were his face on the role of Brawny, Brawny paper towels. Uh, he was the Marlboro Man, and they changed the they changed the logo or they changed the little catchphrase to. You know, something, something glorious, whatever the logo is, or the catchphrase, they just put glorious in it and put him on the horse. So it was just like, you know, the internet did what the internet does. <laughs> oh, the one that said, Mike, it said, look, I'm not trying to be, replace your dad. I just want, but I'm, but I'm going to be seeing your mom and I want us to be friends. <laughs> there was a really, really good one. So that, ha- that's worth it. Next week, if he's got if he cut it, then we'll it'll be like a War Raiders, a Viking experience, Viking Raiders thing where they just go, all right, this is they're killing us on social media. We gotta we gotta change it. And I can't remember I can't remember last time Vince and those guys just blatantly uh, bowed down to. You know, to goddamn uh, pressure from the internet and ridicule. Usually, they just ride it out because you know something else will happen and people get distracted by another silly thing. But nope, I think they were like, "This is just too much." Like Vince yeah, is probably like looking at his mentions on Twitter. <laughs> like, yo, they're killing me. You're calling me all kinds of out of touch old mans and <laughs> bitch ass motherfuckers and everything. <laughs> I know. I I mean privately, I know he got to be feeling like damn. These like, people really going, you know, going after. Because it's like, it's like, like I always say, it. They just come across so uncool. Like they have cool, you know, performers, wrestlers. What the company itself overall and, and, and you know storyline wise, they are not cool. Some off like postdated out there. Like sometimes I don't know. I mean, sometimes the show is just like you know, circa two thousand WCW decisions and shit like that. You know, shit making sense like. Is that levels are bad, right? But you know, recently it's been, you know, with the shake up, it's been a good show, but I just don't get it. 
the Viking Raiders. Like, it sounds like a fucking CFL football team. I mean, it's better than the Viking experience. That's just without a doubt. But that's like saying puke is, you'd rather step in puke than shit. It's like, yeah, well, I'd rather not step in either, right? <laughs> if I gotta have something on my shoe, I'd rather just be like grass or fucking, you know, dirt or whatever. It's bubblegum maybe at the worst. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And real quick, let me just, he's not on the line anymore, so I feel even more comfortable putting this shit out, putting him on blast. Brian, uh, from Phoenix still has a hotmail email, so. Oh, shit. <laughs> About the mail of this, this, uh, Wrath of the Cons show. And this motherfucker sent me at hotmail.com. Like, whoa! I'm in college again. It's 1998! <laughs> yeah, I ain't hear that. <laughs> Alright, let me stop messing with you. I ain't hear that shit. So, yeah. What else you got? Course, you know, every Wednesday night, Vice Land, Dark Side of the Ring. Tonight is actually the throw the episode. Tonight Who was that last part? Huh? Who was that last part? You might wrote what? I said tonight is the Brody episode. Oh, oh damn, they waited till four four episodes in, three five episodes in to get to that one. No, I thought third that was the this is the third, okay. I just assumed yeah. that was the first, that was how they wanted to kick this series off. I don't know why I thought that. I thought they went Brody, then Macho, then Screwjob, but okay. But it looked like they get in the season two because the ratings keep going up. The first uh, week, I think it did like a, a point nine. The second week, I think it did like a one point something for the Montreal Screwjob. So I, I, See them getting the, um, and it's getting so you know, good reviews from like the critics. So I think they're gonna get end up doing the season two. I actually heard um from listening to you know um I think a guy that was involved with uh, the Andre Doc on uh that he had a you know began shooting some shit you know for Dino Bravo upcoming. That might be you know, what with the Montreal mob or whatever Toronto mob. Yeah, Oof. yeah, because he um, yeah, he ended up going to straight to dark once he got uh, you know um, fired from WWE. Cause he was in that wave of you know, all the you know, the muscular guys, and they end up getting rid of him. And he just went mm-hmm. and rolled to start. You know, I believe his uncle or some shit like that. He was like. So like a big dude in the mafia, you know, the Montreal mafia. Mm-hmm. That's coming up. So, yeah, that was crazy. But the, I mean, the end result of it, was he was supposed to drop something or some shit like that. He had something he didn't, was supposed to have. He got machine gunned down in his own crib with his daughter in another room. Speak. So, yeah, that's what happened. Um, that's popping off tonight. And also, I don't know not if you heard or... If you listen to the Tony Khan interview, man, I think it's fine to be on YouTube. Mm-mm. Who interviewed him? Uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, uh, Vance. Oh, that was... Who? Vance? Yeah. Vance, Vance, Vance Armstrong? Armstrong? I don't know. No, that's Lance Armstrong. Uh, 
Okay, what what was it like? SI or what, what, who do you work for? Website or wrestling magazine? Yeah. Say what now? What? Yeah, it's um, it's a new entity. All right, tell us about it. Well, I skimmed through it. I didn't really listen because it's about 37 minutes. So I didn't listen okay. to the whole thing. He spoke on a CM Punk. saw him going up in the area. Damn, you're fading out, Mike. I don't know what's going on. Start. You hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he spoke, you know, he spoke briefly on Punk, um, he spoke, you know, pretty much in terms of the aid, you know, the TV deal. Like, so are we pretty, got some pretty, sure? Are they for sure going to be on Turner? I mean, he didn't so much as announce the station, but he did pretty much say he, you know, he put together and inked some, you know. But how can it not cool be deals, if they put man. if they yeah. put him in there? And he said, um, front, I, I don't understand how that would be right. Like, after that, cat's out of the bag. Just say it. Yeah, we're going to fucking I mean, pretty it. much, yeah. yeah, pretty much he said it. It's pretty, in so many words, he kind of, like, said it. Like, we're going to be on, you know, even turn. Well, like, what we heard is two majors in the in the run, and it's either Turner or Showtime. So, but I'm leaning more towards Turner. But pretty much, the deal's done. It's just a matter of them making an announcement for the deal. You know? Yeah, maybe they was literally just ironing out and crossing T's and dying. Yeah, ironing out. Yeah, basically. But as far, yeah. As, T, as far as Turner goes, they're like, well, we're, we we got business. We got we're going to announce it. Y'all figure out the, you know, figure out the particular. Me personally, but, I feel like the deal is done. I feel like the deal probably's been done for a while. They just I don't want to speak on it. Unless that was some kind of fraudulent thing, the the, the, the fact that they put them in there up front. Or saying that they're going to be in our narrow, that's a done deal to me. It's just a matter of yeah. how done a deal. But I don't understand how they why they want to go about announcing it. Yeah. So, yeah, we're on Turner, sons of bitches. How about that? Eat a dick. You know, that's something to certainly brag about. Like, I don't get it. I feel like, I feel like me personally, I feel like they want to announce it at um, Double or Nothing Weekend. Oh. Yeah, that'd be nice. Nice pop in the in the middle of the show, yeah. or you know, right before yeah, the main I event. Feel like, I feel because they asked, they were asking him, like you know, like would you want to be an on air, you know, um, personality? And he said, no, they don't think you know it's gonna happen. He said he thought about it, he, you know, he fought with the idea of it, but he don't think it's gonna happen. Uh, I don't even like the fact that he thought about it. I'd have liked to say I would have liked for him to say no, and I have not even thought about it. That is not something I'm. That's what he to. said. He said as president, and well, not in those words, but he said, you know, he like he kind of toyed with the idea, but he said, you know, as president and CEO, I don't think that would be. So we have enough great, you know, personalities and things of that, that is nature. Very you know, refreshing. Hopefully, he still has that attitude. To get the, in yeah. three years after hopefully, you know, three years of, of success. And I hope he's still like, right. nope, I'm the president. We don't need some executive 
on TV, you know, taken away from, you know, whatever. First and foremost, you got the greatest voice in the history of the game. Is motivated, which I I believe he will. This is like Tell you know, a burst of yeah, burst of energy, and you know, in this company with this new company that you're gonna entrust to get your stars and your talent over on TV. Like no, who can do it better than him? I think Marvez, you know, him being like you know like a reporter and in and out of sports for years, you know. With football and all, you know, sorts of sport, he brings, you know, sort of a realism that he could play off and learn from being a broadcaster by JR, which he's, you know, been a broadcaster, but for football and shit like that. So yeah. I think it's a cool dynamic. So it brings something new. It gives a, you know, a fresh, you know, look and perspective from, you know, from a younger point of view. You got the veteran in JR and you got, you know, him. And I guess what is going to be a three man team? Excalibur, he's pretty good. So really? I think they're in good hands. Huh? Is it really going to be a three-man booth? I believe so. Uh, that sucks. I, yeah, I, I would just prefer Marvez and JR. Yeah. Or who are, yeah, whoever in JR. Who's the third guy? Excalibur. I don't know who that is. That's the mascot. He did the um. That's the mask dude. He did the uh. Is he gonna be masked? He didn't announce that all this. Yeah. What the fuck? They have a gimmick announcer. Excalibur. Yeah, he did. The, he he's a. I think he was originally announced before. Like normal Mike, like yeah, they got a fucking masked announcer. That's stupid. I thought you. I, I know it's stupid, but I thought you fucking uh. You said it like about this guy. They do. Oh, that's that's not. This guy, he did the announcing for all of them. He was at. Yeah, he was at all the press conference. If it's, yeah, I haven't he heard all, he's bad, so that's a good thing. You know, it's not. Nah, like he's pretty him. decent. Right, so at he's least he's decent. good. He's, he's going to have a fucking gimmick that. No, so who is he? It's 2019. Nobody's under a mask that nobody knows. I mean. He can't save the shit out of me. I mean, the voice sounds for me. Oh, yeah, I don't okay. know who he is. <laughs> you might don't know. He, <laughs> he go to the city. You know, that's a hard thing. I thought it was... um. Yeah, I thought... I, I, I didn't know. I'm like, the voice sounds familiar, but I couldn't grasp it. Just hmm. like to me, like, to me, is this him um, switching over a bit to, you know, with seeing Punk, to me, I felt like that was just I stick my foot in the pool moment. Oh, with him. uh, (laughs) Did you see? Did you see that? So that just spawned a whole, like, apparently this isn't the first time, though. Right? Like, he's done other things similar to this, which led to the Internet doing what the Internet does. And and they said, yeah, what you didn't know was in 2016, CM Punk uh, was in the Royal Rumble dressed as Kalisto. <laughs> like, just like, they just being silly and stupid. <laughs> like yeah. uh, you know, trying to be kayfabe news. But, yeah, this is cool. I mean, I, I like it. I didn't, what did you think of the shot he took at Colt when, uh, on Ron Funch's tweet? Yeah. 
I'm like, that's 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 personal with them. Yeah, I hear so yeah, many see, people. There was somebody that started a th- that tweeted and they got a bunch of comments, and they were like, uh, um, uh, "Cole has or not Cole, um, Cole has not never been nothing but nice to me. He char he always, you know, pay like I don't know if he said he always paid me more than like when when he I guess this guy sells something. He's like he always paid me more than what was." You know, ass. Just basically, like he's, which isn't, which is fine anecdotally, but you can't be like, like when they, when people, when women would be like, Trump was never like, he never grabbed my pussy, like, like yeah, okay, he didn't grab your pussy, lady. Like, why are you pretending like because he was a fucking decent person to you, that in other situations he did? It's that, yes. So I'm, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a, a situation, like, as a fan and shit, you have to sit back and reassess because, you know. I hear so much on the, the day, other everybody. side, too. Like, yeah, it was people in there that were supporters of Coke Cabana and calling Punk a whiny asshole. And then that might be just. Like, I was Punk one of them. Yeah, Punk I was one of them, admittedly. But there also is, are people that can't stand Coke Cabana. I listened to Brad and Britt, or not Brad and Britt, well, Brits on there, but Katie Vick Alive Alive with Brit and Bryant, and they can't stand Colt. From a fan's perspective, from a, you know, somewhat insider view, they take shots at him all the time. So it's like, well, people that I like yeah. don't fuck with him, and people that I like do fuck with him. So it's like one of those things, like, this is clearly a personal thing that I don't have much say in. Yeah. I don't know who's if I guess there's you can be a whiny asshole and be right like I've been one a lot in my life right like and I still feel it yes I'm whining and I'm complaining but I'm just because this there this is wrong this is or whatever the situation might be yes I'm a fucking crybaby but look what I'm crying about like what the fuck that deserves to be cried about. And then, you know, if the court is throwing and his he, shit out, he, he really don't got legs to stand on. Who doesn't? Um, Colt, because that shit got thrown out. Oh, yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah, but, you know, it is what it is with that. But the thing I will say, if he does decide to come back and, um, you know, sign with AEW, guarantee that will be one of the provisions that they never bring his ass in. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> wow. Oh damn! Then they right. jumping her backstage, son of a bitch. Yeah, but to me, like to to go back to what I was saying, my original thing with Punk, and now with Vince following him and his wife back, to me that is just a failure to see if they can get him, you know, the sign. You know, him and his wife to block them from, I guess, going to AEW or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Or it might be a case of, you know, Punk being getting hip to game like Bo Jackson and sitting back and watching what Brock Lesnar, you know, okay. is doing with, with everybody. Me. I don't get the Bo Jackson reference. No, getting, you know, hip to the game like Bo Jackson, Bo Jackson, the hip shit. Oh, hip to the game. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! 
I'm like, when did Bo Jackson get a bigger contract for this, that, and other? His whole thing was the no, no, no. His, uh, no, 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 that should have been something that when before that first fight, Punk Punk should have said, "If I can get two, I, I can obviously get one fight out of this, but if I can get two paid UFC paydays out of this, that has to exceed. That's double what you ever thought you probably could or even that could." Yeah. That is, you know, he's probably still, you know, eating off of that. Yeah, but I'm quite sure, you know, going to war with, you know. With uh, WWE for as long as he did, I'm quite sure that shit was costly too. Sure. But I mean, saying, I ain't saying okay, they put him on. Okay, the two UFC fights. Put, put, put it this way: the two UFC fights probably took care of that. Right. I, I'm I just I, I'm I'm I have no insight. I don't know what his contract said. I don't even know what a normal what whatever. I don't know what law firms charge and lawyers and. No, I know. I, um, I think he got about. Yeah. I think he netted about off both fights. I think he netted about one point seven. Yeah, if he paid more than one point seven million in legal fees, then. And then I don't know what to say. No, those shits is high. Say, like I never really spent, thought. Let's say he spent two million in, in in legal fees, then the UFC stuff basically basically covered it. Yeah. And in and that case, probably, it's definitely worth. Going out there and getting the ridicule for getting beat up and stuff, and then doing it again and getting beat up again. <laughs> like, right. if you're thinking about, if you're like, and I rewatched like, that hey. second fight. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just rewatched that second fight like a couple nights ago, and it was like oh, that really? dude could have put him away at any time. You know, he had him. It was easy. He could have put him away saying, at you know any thing, time. And it should be super embarrassing, but you've got your head held up because you know something that they don't know. It, I, I, yeah. I, I'm always thinking it's that kind of situation where Punk was like, man, they yeah, have no idea. Yeah. Like, if I couldn't get these fights, there's no way I could afford to sue WWE and take this fight to them and blah, blah, blah. Or not sue them. Then it's like- their, their, their suit. Defend myself from their suit. That's what I think it was. All right, shut up, woman. Yeah. But like I said, I think it's, you know, it's, it's a matter of him sitting and learning from Brock, you know, mm. how to play the game. It's like, you know what I mean? Now it's two major companies in the U.S. Should and I can play both Heyman of them against each other. You know, you think him and Heyman don't text each other and aren't, you know, still pals at least? Did their relationship go sour? I believe I so. Oh, it did. Oh, okay. Then that's a different case. I don't know. They might be still cool, but I don't think, you know, as cool as they once were. But, like I said, I could see that happening to him playing ping pong with both companies to see who he could get the biggest, you know. And, like, preferably for his age and what he wants to do, I believe AEW will be way more ideal for him. But, you know, Vince and them will go out of their way to try to accommodate him on what he wants. That's uh, but ain't I no don't way. Think he, yeah. I don't see him going back in that environment. It's gonna be a, I got you, bitch. 
even if he thought, well, I can hold up to the road. I got this thing. I don't have to be at every show, every pick, you know, whatever. If he worked it out, I, I'm talking about the creative around him would then be gotcha, bitch. First match, Triple H beating him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Triple H beat him at WrestleMania in Tampa. It would just be like, what are you doing, punk? Why would you set yourself nah, up? But I see him. In that environment, you I know. See him signing with, I see him signing with AEW. Or eventually, I though. I mean, he's not going to be there in six weeks or <laughs> 24 days. Shit, he might pull a gimmick days. because I feel like he was inspired by... He might by, run in with the mask. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like he was inspired by the young, bucks show, the young Bucks in the Elite showing up at all these indie events. Like, I think that was cool to him. Like, he had to tip his hat, and that was some cool revolutionary shit to him. Like, these dudes are showing up at indie events, at, you know, all over the country. But they're closer to the indies than they're still, real, you know, as far as, like, career-wise, they're closer to that world than punk is nowadays. Yeah, but... As a mainstream wrestling superstar. And then it's like... But it's like that's the generation under Punk because that's the generation still, that grew up. He still came up through yeah. that system. Yeah, but. right, exactly. Punk is one of their, you know, like, as it will, you know, be put, you know, Punk is an indie guard. Brian Danielson, you know, Daniel Bryan, indie guard. Same thing with Seth Rollins. Same thing with Joe. Same thing with, you know, with AJ. Although they transitioned to TNA, but they came up you know, making their names through the indie ranks. And that was that period, you know, Austin Aries, all those guys, Roderick Strong, that was that period, you know, that period of the indies before, you know, shit got cold. Yeah, yeah those the early 2000s, like, towards the end of the, you know, the Attitude Era. That's when those dudes crept through the door. Front huh? page, it was in, in like, 05 or 06, it was a big magazine spread about... Brian Danielson retired, you know, when he did a tour of Europe and then was like, or the tour of Europe revitalized his, you know, I forget how it worked, but yeah, Brian, he was on the cover, I think. Quite a big old story. And that was, you know, right. Only WWE guys get in. Maybe a TNA guy. This guy was neither. Right. Another guy was, you know, got a raw deal and I was, you know, he could have been something, because he would have been something, and that's fucking Nigel McGinnis. Well, yeah, his body, you know, fell apart on him again. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen him. For whatever reason, through word of mouth, through the people that were already in the company, like with Paige, maybe it's a British thing, they were determined to find him a spot. Like, they... And you know they know how hard he probably worked to get there, and then you know when the health stuff didn't, he didn't pass the stuff. It probably yeah, yeah. Uh, he was in, but he had contracted the hepatitis. Yeah. Same thing yeah. with that kid Hannibal that had got but, it from um Abdullah the Butcher. Yeah, but he tried to sue WWE over that, and kind of oh did he? Stuff. Yeah. Oh, I thought he just sued Abdullah the Butcher. I know he won. He won the um, settlement, but I don't think it was ever paid out. What you going to sue Abby for? <laughs> some what some Chinese got? food. That's he had some good-ass um, Chinese um, 
So I think good ass food in the Chinese, right? Huh? I think he tried to rap because he knew he wasn't going to get nothing from Abby. So he tried to rap WWE. Yeah, so I, don't, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, I didn't crazy. I didn't get it. I thought he I, even then I was like, you might be right, but I don't know if WWE is wrong in this situation. Yeah. But what they do to you? Yeah. Right. Like they had him under contract, and then when they found out, I mean, I know what he thinks he did. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, they didn't give you the help. And um, lastly, because you already did, you know, talked about it. Um, I think Trav, like, because I had to re- look at it again. Damn, Trav. I'm good. I had to look at it again. Like, um, you good, right? I had to look right. at it again. Do your um, like, just look at it again. The uh, whole what? Bray Wyatt thing. I think it's gonna be like very dark. Going, I think going? it's going to be dark. Okay. Well, is it going to be dark in six weeks? I mean, dark don't mean good. It's already dark. It's weird th- and creepy. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to end up good. Pay attention to the gloves, everything. Hate and hurt or whatever it was. Shit. It almost reminded me of Radio Raheem's Four Finger Rings, Hate and Love. Remember, if I love you, I love you. But if I hate you... And and pound and, and last last thing because I gotta get back on the clock. Mm-hmm. And pound on um what Cam said earlier as to why he feels you know he figured out why he feels they put AJ and Seth on and we man you just talked about them hot shotting this this shit last week and it's because they ain't fair that you know how close it is to all I mean double or nothing. Yeah. So I feel like they had to come out to shoot with with something like that. Yeah. I just think there's more because it's like what they did with and it was even worse then with it with TNA going to Monday and having Hogan and they bought him bread and they did this, they did that. And then at the same time going, No, we ain't even worried about them. But like how? Y'all just looked like the biggest raw and y'all in the in the longest time to counter this thing that y'all not worried about. Fuck out of here. Uh, right. Montez is a Yeah, they came off like dweebs, yeah. They definitely came off the, like dweebs on this the one. The gimmick is to to you can be as scared as you want, just you don't show it. And they just can't right. not show it. The gimmick is just they go just about got, your yeah. Look how y'all normally they book. They just dumb. Like, they just what act off. Company? What happened to that? Where that energy at? And you notice how AEW got them playing out their hands because it's like they ain't say a fucking word. They haven't, I mean, they making little, they taking their little spool shots, but they haven't said shit since, you know, word got out with networks. You know what I mean? Well, War defended or beat, beat the... Profit, street profits. I don't know if the titles yeah. was on the line. I don't think they were, but if they were, and they retained. I think that was already taped. I think they'll end up vacating them, and probably a new tag team will be, you know, crowned at that uh, because they have a June takeover, which is the you know, is going to be where the first one, the original takeover was at in San Jose. So, 
Okay. I see that happening. Probably a new, you know, team getting crowned in because I believe Vincent is going to make them vacated. Yeah, I don't think they're going to go to. They probably, going to yeah. Want to lose? Yeah. Next yeah, time. they're not going to want them to lose because I because. Yo, Montez like, Frog Flash is ridiculous. Yeah, his height is crazy. I, I don't want to say it's um, better than RVDs, but I can imagine in two years we're like nah. saying it's better. Yo, Trav, you need the when you get a chance while you online, pull up on YouTube the highlights of the new team that AEW just signed called um, Private Party. Two young Montez Fords with minks on and all that in the VIP room. But these boys, like even the Bucks, because they're the ones that the signing is on their new being the elite. They was like, yo, these dudes is probably going to be pretty much, you know, we scoop them and, you know, and school them. They're going to be well, the tag team of the future. I don't see, all I see is full, pretty much full matches. Like, Private party versus well, they, blah blah blah. Yeah, if you look at um, being the elite, private they show um, versus like a highlight versus. package of those guys. The, the shit that they doing, forget about it. Insanely rude versus private party. Yeah, I don't see. Uh, Rose, what's it, what's it in? Double or nothing? Which it's episode? On, uh, no, it's on B&E Elite. The latest uh, one, the one from Monday. And they talk about them. It might be on Road, road to um, a, uh, Double or Nothing as well. That would be like episode 13 because that came out four days ago. Yeah. That's only... Well, that looks like it's focused on Cody. Yeah, yeah, no, that one was pretty good too. When you get a chance at that, look at that too. I think Dustin yeah. cut some yeah. real good promo. He did some real good promo work on that shit. He did some great promo work. Very serious. But yeah, that's all I got tonight. Pretty much, time. Get back on this deal. All right, Mike. Get back to work. We'll talk to you. Right. Appreciate you, man. Mike in Brooklyn. Let's uh, keep it moving. And let's uh, go to who I assume is Brad in Lafayette. And Craig, if you want to get on, just you know, put your hand up. Brad, I think that's you. What's going on? What up? What's up, man? How's it going? It's going all right. What's on your mind? Yes, it was me. We were talking about the Mongolians and all that stuff yeah. last week. Mm-hmm. Funny, because, like, I, today I saw a Mongolian and, like, a meme about Mongolians today, and I was, I was, I thought about you, obviously. I was like, bro, like, what was it? I, I don't think I've ever seen a Mongolian meme. Ever. When your friend gets a car yeah. that you don't. You know, a new car, and you're like, oh, you got a, uh, you know, a, a Chevy Cobalt. All of a sudden, everybody got a fucking Chevy Cobalt, and you're noticing Chevy Cobalt's yeah, all yeah. over the place. Like, when the hell did everybody get a damn Chevy Cobalt? 
That's just how it is. Yeah, that happened with uh, the car. I remember. I can't remember the brand. It was like an Echo. This girl that I worked with had an Echo, and never seen this car before. And, and then next thing you know, about Everybody fifty-five people got an Echo. The next person we hired, yeah, I, I think so. Mid nineties. Uh, matter of <laughs> fact, my cousin had one. My cousin had Everybody one. Everybody literally did. Well, where I'm from, everybody had a Camry or a Corolla. Especially young. America? Especially young black men in my, my, my yeah. generation. Like, like, like the most, of my home I don't know how, listen, I don't understand how, she, uh, how Corollas and Accords are the most popular, like, bought and driven cars, but they're also the most, like, stolen. Like, fam, everybody got one. Just get it. We, we, we stealing mine for some rare expensive thing that you can't just basically go down the street and get one from the vending machine that's <laughs> like it's a Corolla and it'll drive it'll last for 10 years like don't be stealing my Corolla my Camry my Accord the, for, uh, no no joke a couple so so in January I have I have I had this uh 2002 uh Grand Marquis and it's like like sprite green. So uh, I'm leaving work. Somebody hits it, right? I ain't had insurance, so you know they took my car. Then like three weeks three weeks later, uh, I'm bringing my uh, little girl to school. I'm bringing her to the bus stop. We walk outside, and my van's gone. So we lost both vehicles in like a three weeks time span. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 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 so we find they find a vehicle for us, but like, so I live in a, a town called Opelousas. Lafayette is like twenty minutes south from here. Mm-hmm. And they find it in Lafayette with bullet holes in it. So my little van got two. Yeah. And like, drive by like, or something? What the fuck? So, so what? Well, this is what we think happened. So my girlfriend was, uh, she had just got a promotion, and she mm-hmm. was working at a pretty. And she was getting trained in like a, a rough area, so so she had a gun with her. So when they okay. stole the van, they stole the gun. We had uh, eight bullets in the clip, and we think when they whenever they were done doing whatever they had to do, they just shot up the van. Yeah, just to be fucks. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, it's a. Uh, so not only was it a stolen it, car, it, it, stolen weapon. So yeah, so yeah, luckily we so we reported all that stuff uh, stolen. So hopefully uh, nothing bad comes from that that traces back to us, or you know even worse, nothing bad happens to anybody with that. Period. So real quick, let me just sidetrack. Let me let me sorry, but before I forget, Um, NXT has what I'm presuming is is, is a black woman. She might be like Dominican or. You know, that again? I, like okay. we all black. We all from Africa. That's not. They they like to pretend they're not, but let's 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 <laughs> be frank about things. Uh, but they have a black lady as their with her net with her own natural hair as their announcer, like the in ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's that's pretty awesome. What's her name? 
I don't, I don't know. This is my first time seeing her. I, in the first segment, I thought I was seeing things, so I didn't bring it up. I was like, uh, I was like, because mm, by the time I, I thought to look again, she was out of the ring and the match was happening. I was like, did I see a black lady with, you know, her own natural hair? When, you know, and I, I don't think people, maybe some people understand why that's a big deal, but that's a big deal. Well, yeah, that don't normally happen in WWE. Well, anyway, let's not pretend WWE is. Yeah, true. Anyway, true like Lupita Nuango is the CoverGirl person now. Woman, she's like the new face of CoverGirl. Like, when would you think that not only black woman with her natural hair, dark skinned black woman with her natural hair, is the face of the number one, you know, beauty makeup whatever gimmick in the country, or at least one of them? That's yeah. Hmm. But anyway, that's. Uh, some people who get it understand why it's a big deal. People who don't, they'll. What are you talking about? I forgot NXT. I forgot NXT was on until you said said that. So I was like, oh snap! Well, let me go and look because uh, so Gargano and uh, Roger. Yeah, they working too. Huh? Man, they print the fuck out them signs, ball. Did they give those out? Like it's a big one, like here. Here's one. They have Here's to. One. I want, but I hope it's. Uh, I, 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 the first time I ever remember seeing those signs was for the Cesaro section, if I'm not mistaken. That's the first time I recall seeing mm, those signs. That's like in mass. I think those were real. Like those were organic. Yeah, I think like a fan printed those. Yeah, out came out and was like, here. Everybody around here, this is the Cesaro section. And WWE, like everything, just got hip and co opted it and. I'll be the first to say whenever like I I, I didn't notice how uncool stuff got and I blame Wade for for doing this to me but like I would subconsciously find something uncool whenever like WWE co-opted and I didn't realize I was finding it uncool then and then Wade (laughs) mentioned it one day and I was like oh man you know what that has to be it because this is cool like four weeks ago yeah, but that happens with a lot of things, like just in the culture normally. Like as soon as in like 2016, you saw white people dabbing. Like, oh, I remember, I remember Christmas 2016. I was, I had been in Austin just you know four months or whatever at that time. So my own Facebook and my man Jay Keats, I'll call him out. But it was just like a family. It was Christmas. He was at like his, you know, sister's house or whatever, and maybe like his mm-hmm. nieces and nephews who were like six, seven, eight, ten years or whatever, little kids, were dabbing like these little white kids. I was like, wow, it's over. Like the dab is trash now. Like you wouldn't be caught dead dabbing anymore. Like it's completely been, <laughs> you know, like a year before, you know. Cam Newton, who's not the coolest, hippest, you know, but was dabbing in the Super Bowl. And it was like culturally like, wow, everybody was getting turned on to it. And a year later, it just gotten just, you know, watered down. And yeah, white people got to it. Yeah. Like a lot of things. I mean, yeah, no, no. When, when you lead the culture, when you set the tone culturally, uh, musically, Fashion wise, you have to know. Like, well, that's what. Yes, everybody is late because you set the tone, or you set the. That, you know. 
Yeah, it's one of those. Uh, that is it's the one of those stories where one of the stories of black culture in America. <laughs> like eventually, it, it, you know, even after being ridiculed for whatever, eventually, you know, dominant society ends up. I listen to the lingo like when I'm listening like when I'm watching like MSNBC or or stuff that's not not even ESPN because they turned long time ago but this like straight mainstream white dominated where it's just you hear the lingo permeating like wow it's not even a thought that this guy said turned up or or you know it's just so like <laughs> cultural culturally significant and y- yeah it's just Paul Mooney all over again everybody want to be a nigga don't like <laughs> that yeah that is a man i hate that that's that's it's true, but that's it's true. fucking true it's horrible but it's it's but, uh, well well interesting thing i I taught my boss today the phrase hate watching. And so, uh, uh, well, yeah. I assume a lot of people so hate he was like, <laughs> So he was like, uh, he was like, uh, he asked me something about wrestling. I said, no, he actually, I listened to it and I told him, I said, I, I mainly listen to the PW, W Torch brand because there's a bunch of podcasts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they don't hate watch wrestling like they watch it to analyze it and they give honest like i feel like they, they they're analyzing giving their opinions on how they actually feel they're not watching it i think and most people just innately like, enjoy it right right it's something that we yeah or at least like, want want to be good so we're not waiting yeah, for so, like oh uh, here we go i mean some people do you can't say everybody and so he was like hello he, so he goes what's hate watching i said you never heard of that he's like no he was like it's like like when you you watch uh, a product or tr- or get uh, you know with the intentions of not liking it, so you're trying to find things to like find what's wrong with it. And so he's a big Game of Thrones fan. He goes, "Oh!" And like right before, like right, I was about to tell him, I'm pretty certain with a show as big as Game of Thrones, there's a ton of them. He's like, he goes, "Man, Game of Thrones has a lot of that too. I didn't know there was a term for it." And so I said, well, that makes me feel good because a I, 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 I guy like you, you don't need to know every phrase, man. Like, and granted, hate watching is like <laughs> something yeah, it's not like exclusive exactly to like... black culture, but I was like, oh, I don't think that, I'm like yeah, you it's don't okay know. if you don't know something. No, that's definitely not one of them. I think actually it's just kind of that's just something that happened, but I was just, uh, I remember we had like this situation at work where like some people were sleeping with people and blah 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 and so like they asked him they asked him a question and they asked him uh and they asked him uh well why you don't know why you didn't know such and such was sleeping with such and such and he goes I'm sorry I'm an adult <laughs> married with kids so I'm not spending time with these twenty year olds trying to figure out who they're sleeping with. Like 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 <laughs> like it ain't about me. And I was like, Well that's good. You you shouldn't be trying to figure out who these kids yeah. are sleeping with. Stay in your uh, stay in your rent in your lane. Yeah. I said I'm officially in the in, and, and and a good thing he thing is he wasn't being a creep. And so I was like, That's good to know. 
And like right. the person who was like who ended up getting trouble was like my boy boy, like like my homie, like talked to him every day and he didn't even tell me. So I was like, How the heck he was gonna tell anybody else? Mm-hmm. Like so I was like, That's what that's I'm talking about. Like, keep your stuff on the tuck. Huh? Yeah. That's how you do that's it. That's how you do it. Okay, I don't need. You know, I am not. Uh, I am not 15 anymore. Where I gotta tell my buddy. Oh yeah, guess what? I fingered such and such at the thing the other day. And then everybody. And you know, three days I, later, everybody know you fucking finger bang fucking Stephanie at the fucking party. And the, now she's fucking ridiculed. And you, you maybe lost a friend because Bobby likes Stephanie, and you knew Bobby likes Stephanie. How you gonna finger Stephanie? But you know it ain't like. Man. <laughs> but no, wrong. Me, yeah, just, like I legit, I legit never. <laughs> I, I legit didn't have no high school drama, like at all. I was a square in school. I went to like I remember going to try out for basketball and being like, man, like so I was zone jumping and uh, like I was like going to school like out of my area. And mm-hmm. so, oh yeah, we talked. About I remember that. thinking. Yeah, and so I just remember thinking, like, during the tryouts, I was like, man, I'm going to miss wrestling if I play basketball. You know what? It ain't for me. I'm not that good anyway. Like, like <laughs> so when my, mama, my mom pulls up, and she was like, what time y'all go to tryout? I was like, nah, I changed my mind. She was like, really? I was like, yeah, I don't want to miss wrestling. I didn't have, you didn't have DVR and all that stuff back then. Yeah. I could have set up the table. You know, I, had, yeah. I would have had to set up the tape recorder and hope that they didn't mess with it. And eh, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I did not want to miss uh, my wrestling. So, so wait. So yeah, in I another universe, there is Brad, like the like high school basketball star, maybe the college basketball mm-hmm. star, maybe 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 made it to the CBA or Europe. You never know. Maybe maybe in that well, universe, Brad made it. As a, uh, you know, got the six man award in NBA or some shit. You're right. Uh, but this, this, but in this, you know, but in that universe, I would have had to have the best coach that that, that could have ever been because, like, I, I was like at best, so at best you. I was a, I was a C. At best, I was a C minus. And that's legit at best. The only thing I could do was uh, I, I could play defense, and I was about uh, uh, and that was probably a C. Everything else, I was absolutely terrible. I just liked playing basketball, so it was truly about fun. I also like you know to quote unquote play wrestling, and I enjoyed getting hit in the back with a with a chair more than you know playing basketball. So I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed all the, the the physicality of that way more than actually playing basketball. It's crazy because many times I think I've gotten hurt way more in basketball than I ever did in wrestling. And I play and I wrestled probably just, just as much as the normal kid plays plays played basketball at that time. Don't do that at home, kids, because you know you just you just shouldn't. Well, as a guy, not professionals and I'm gonna say the wrestling. Hurt more. <laughs> like, like I, I, I wrestled for, and, and that's in quotes. I trained to wrestle for two years, uh, and I played high school sports for four, 
baseball, soccer, JV basketball, uh, high track and field. Uh, no football. I played. I didn't. My high school didn't have a team. I played uh, Pop Warner oh. the last year of my eligibility when I was 15. So my my only year playing organized football was, you know, in a weighted division in Pop Warner when I was 15, 130 pounds. Yeah, but I, I wasn't good. Yeah, I'm glad. I, I was, yeah, football. I'm glad I didn't play football because football is stupid. The, <laughs> the, the year. The year I played, the year I played football was the year Hurricane Katrina and Rita was coming through. So we only ended up having like two games because everybody's stuff ended up getting. Well, we had like because we had three or four. Came up on the, we, we gotta, uh, because we know because why. <laughs> and so, but I just remember like I wanted to play not because I like actually wanted to play. I just wanted to go to the banquet at the end of the at the end of the season. And you know, it's gonna have food and stuff. I wanted to kick it with my homies and eat pizza. Well, I went. I managed so like my my homies would like you know they'll be ready up and they were like like they wanted to get in so they would like go sit by the coach hoping the coach was gonna see him and like come up with a plan like all right you go in number whatever. I was doing the exact opposite. I was getting as far away as possible. The last game we had uh we uh the I had the flu, but. I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna be playing anyways. I'ma just go. I couldn't find my chin strap. I was like, I'm not playing anyway, so I just didn't care. And I just went sit in the back. I'm, I'm clowning with as much energy as I have, but you know, it's obvious. Like if you, if you knew me, I'm obviously not feeling good. Coach goes, Borrell, get in there. And I'm looking at him like, bruh. I go, I don't have a chin strap. He pulls the chin strap off the other guy's helmet and put it on. Now go in there. And like I'm like terrified. I'm like, oh my god! I don't even know the play. I, I don't even think I remember my position. All I knew is I had I had to not do these next four plays. Lo and behold, I end up sacking the guy. Oh, I ended up sacking the guy. And he fumbles and like somebody recovers it. And I was I was excited. I was like. Like, Wait, the biggest God. thing I ever did on defense playing football, the one year I played organized football, was recover a fumble for a touchdown mm. in a scrimmage. <laughs> in a scrimmage? <laughs> in a scrimmage. <laughs> well, the biggest thing I ever done in sports was, uh, I guess, fifth grade on the JV team. I made the half-court shot once. Oh, shit. And, you know, and that, that was, I, I was the talk of the school for – for 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 at least you know three weeks because you know news so and everybody knew me as like the kid who liked the, the black kid who liked wrestling a lot so uh like that, that was my big extent of my, my athleticism I played, uh, four years of varsity baseball right so we're talking you know 15 games per year you know so mm-hmm. 60 career high school baseball games. I got one game ball, and it was forgetting to win an RBI in a game against, um, I think it was against we beat Bach. And, uh, yeah, because I had slow hands, couldn't hit shit. I couldn't pull shit. Everything went the right field. Uh, just hit it right over the first base in his glove and scored him. Went run, uh, Boom, there you go. That's yeah. all right. That's all y'all need, man. So, all right, so I guess I can get to my wrestling uh, thing now. So, uh, 
So, so uh, here and I, when you and Karen was talking about saying that you, you, uh, you, you know, you had, I guess, some love for the Bray Wyatt character. I, I, I had a lot of love that. for the Bray Wyatt character. Huh? I said, I said nothing of the sort, sir. No, no, I said Cam was saying that you had, you had hope for it. Oh, okay, yeah, sure, hope. Well, yeah. So, I, the thing is, uh, somebody, uh, Wade and Bruce asked somebody, you know, Monday, I. One of the callers, uh, if they thought that change was needed, and, I, and and or if like where it went wrong, and I just was thinking to myself, like, man, where did it go wrong with Bray Wyatt? And I, I just, I, I just always go back to the fact that this lady that I work with, this lady that I work with, you know, whenever he first, whenever Bray Wyatt first came on the scene, you know, she, you know, she didn't like the character in all the right ways, and then at a certain point, somebody was, I forgot what feud he was in. And she and her response was, "I'm not worried about him. He always loses." John, was it against and John Cena? Like, no, it was. It was. Uh, it, it was. Yeah. It may have. It, it might have been after, but like it, it, it would have had to have been a good distance after. Because at that point, like he he would lose, but like it wouldn't. Like he would shake back even after the Cena one. To me, it wouldn't have been as big a deal if he would have won the next year. And like I can only remember him really winning like with the feud against Jericho, and I feel like there's another one in there somewhere, and I just can't remember where it's at. Well, he didn't. He beat. He was the. He beat Dean Ambrose because then Dean Ambrose turned That's, into that guy. Dean Ambrose. All right. Turned so yeah. Into, you know, after his eight month year long U.S. title that hold, you know, when he had it, you know, defended it twice in that whole year. After that, he was the guy that would get in the fuse but never win the big blow-off. Him and Bray Wyatt were those two guys. Consistently. Yeah, so whenever that whenever, whenever that becomes a uh, – whenever you don't win, man, like, you you know, you, you, talk, you could talk, talk all good if you won, but, like, it, you, have to, you have to win at some point. Like, Joe can't keep having these – incredible promos and then lose the feud like like whenever Joe and Brock was going at it like man Joe felt like a star to me you know and yeah, and and granted he lost and I and I, I assumed he was going to lose but it wasn't about him losing it was the way he lost and everybody knew at the time oh this is to protect uh, that F5 until this is to protect that F5 until you know one out of three of them and, and then, you know, and so, you know, this decided to hit Roman with six because, you know, then he hit Braun with one and it's over. And he hit, like, two other people with one and it was over, which I'm definitely fine with, you know, hitting one at five and it being over. But, you know, they came through a five for Roman, you know, at the re- – And, and, and so me, that uh, – Me and Yim on the Worlds Collide uh, uh, broadcast team, so that's cool. Should I was looking at uh, – they said SmackDown and – SmackDown and Raw is gonna be with that World Collide thing next go around, apparently. Oh, this is a w- all women's <laughs> show, right? I can't even find my remote because I ever rewinded to see the the ring announcer you were telling me about. <laughs> so now, I didn't know now. this. Uh, it's Colin Jost from Saturday Night Live going out with uh, what's her face? Not Charlize Theron. What's the chick? Black Widow. Romanov. Scarlet? 
Scarlett Johansson. Are they are they a couple? Oh, I uh, man, if if if, it if must they be are, because, man, he he. So it's on the so they're on the red carpet for the Avengers, and Colin Jost looks super worried, like it's him and Scarlett, and she's got her arm, you know, around his arm, and it says. When you're trying to enjoy your significant other's new movie, but you got to keep a lookout for Braun Strowman's hands, <laughs> and they added Braun Strowman. Oh, uh, uh, like first of right all, after you mentioned Colin, like wow, but yeah, congrats, man. <laughs> uh, I well, thought it was like right after you mentioned. Congratulating her, like that's kind of sexist. <laughs> Say that again. I said, shouldn't we be congratulating her too? He's a he's a catch. That's kind of sexist. He's funny. He brings a lot to the table. He's a good looking guy. Yeah, he brings. I mean, I mean, if you find what he does funny, I think Michael is the funny Damn. one, not him. <laughs> oh no, shit! No, no, no. I, I mean, but to be fair, maybe I think Michael's funny because of like by, by contrast, like. Me and my friends did this YouTube video where it was like Uber Uber riders versus Lyft riders, and my character was designed to not be funny. He was designed to be kind of a square, so you can laugh at the Lyft driver, I mean, at the Lyft rider, by contrast, and like see how nice and polite I am versus this 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 guy with all this this super ghetto rider. And, and stuff like that. So, like, that was the design of the skit. And uh, I remember my friends all thought I was hilarious. And I was like, I don't know that's whether that's a compliment or not, because that, <laughs> that wasn't my goal. And, uh, uh, and so I kind of, so then I started thinking, like, man, whenever a wrestler has, like, a a match, and, like, people tell them, man, that was a that was a good match. And he's like, yeah, but I wasn't supposed to have a, a good match. <laughs> they were supposed to have a good match. I remember hearing a wrestler mention something like that. Like they was like people was like, Man, that match wasn't that good. He was like, Yeah, but it wasn't supposed to be that good. It was supposed to be like this because this match was supposed to be like that and I can't remember who it was. I feel like it's X Pac who said he he remember like doing something good in the match and like you know, everything ended up working out in the match, but he was like, you know, they he felt like they failed because they didn't do what they were supposed to do. Like what the goal was for the match, and I was like, "That's a, that's interesting." You know, I just assumed, and this is me. I guess I guess this had to be like right when I started uh, listening to podcasts and interviews and stuff because that just seemed weird to me. Like I just was like, "Nope, you just go out there, and whoever has the best match has the best match." I didn't give, I didn't, I didn't think anything about show format, what match goes on. Like the, the in my head, the best match, not the biggest match, was the match that should have went on last. That's like that was the foundation of my freaking thinking. <laughs> and so, so if uh, if guy, if the two guys in the third match had the best match, I'm like, well, yeah, well, you know, maybe they should have went on last. <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, I used I, I would usually enjoy and this uh, uh, when I was young. I usually enjoyed the main event. Well, at least in WWE, I enjoyed the main event scene more there. In WCW, I enjoyed the undercard more. Yeah, uh, all, like all the people. I'm Say looking at the guy. No, no, no. I'm just oh. realizing we've been talking for like, goddamn, forever. So. I gotta go. <laughs> cool. I gotta, yeah. So let me go and do these last mm-hmm. few things. 
So, yeah, yeah, no, it always gets Ride away. That's a good thing, though. So, cool. Right, well, you have a lovely evening, Trav. Talk to you, Brad. You say. <clears throat> Damn, I let that get away from me. Uh, let me jump to these emails that we got. So, Mira chimed in on the email, who I just assumed was one of those original, you know, OG listeners that, you know, outgrew us or just, you know, there's a ton of other content out there to consume because we just haven't heard from her in fucking years. So that's, uh, this is really awesome to see. Um, but I haven't read it. So let me see. Uh, hey, Trav, this is Mira. I happen to be listening live. And since you guys were wondering, this is from about 40 minutes ago, half hour ago, since you guys were wondering about Excalibur, he's one of the, oh, as an announcer, he's one of the founders of PWG and he wrestled there for years before he retired. I also remember him in CZW briefly. As far as I know, he doesn't have another wrestling persona. Or I'm sorry, he doesn't have another persona in wrestling. He's always been under the mask. He's actually really great on commentary and a really good fit for AEW, especially since PWG is basically the Bucks' home promotion. That is some good context. Um, it's it, it makes me my initial, like, they have a masked announcer kind of thing. Like, at least there's context to it, right? I, that's all. Like, if you know, like, for people that are, are following it, they get it and appreciate it. So, like, once you kind of learn that, it's like, oh, well, okay. I can't from come from the outside. Like, hey, why are y'all doing this thing that y'all like and appreciate? I don't know. It's weird to me. Like, well, go, go back where you came from then. <laughs> yeah, or learn our ways. So that's good to know. Thank you, uh, Mir. Appreciate that. Now I got to hear because whoever I was talking uh, was it Mike talking to about that. He's like, no, he's good. He's good. He's good. And then she's like, yeah, he's really a good, good announcer. And the fact that he's been that guy for years, that's also cool. So he knows his gimmick. He's not. Not there, putting on airs. And Chris from the Chris Rucker show chimes in. Why the fuck are we having Charlotte versus Becky again? <clears throat> well, we kind of hashed that out, and you know, most likely AEW is a big part of that. Uh, any chance Becky walks out of Money in the Bank, Becky no belts? I got a feeling those T-shirts will be on sale after Money in the Bank. I feel like Becky and Charlotte need to be separated. But sadly, that means Becky on Raw. I don't know why that's sadly. Well, well, if you think about all the women's talent now, it's on SmackDown pretty much exclusively. Like the better, and so much more of it. I don't. I think SmackDown women are just, you know, twelve of them there, and there's only six or seven on Smack on Raw. I, I'm, I'm making that up, but that feels about right. Uh, can the Usos get more promo time? They are so fucking good. Put the titles on them and let them feud with the Revival and Viking experience. Well, Viking Raiders. P.S. Peyton fucking Royce. Peace! Yeah, that's a good P.S. Peyton Royce. I, I think the whole, I think the Iconics are finally clicking. There was a time there where they just would come out and do a reasonable facsimile of what they were doing on NXT, and it just wasn't. And my 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 
complaint then was they're not writing this crap. The re- they're, the person on SmackDown, whoever's writing it, knows what they did in NXT and is going, okay, here's here's what y'all do in, in y'all voice. And it just wasn't getting over. It was just, it was corny. I mean, they're corny, but they're endearing and they do it in their way. They're pers- purposefully corny. This shit, they were getting a year or so ago. It was just garbage. So it seems like they've found their voice, like they've been allowed to find their voice even. Um, and Usos, I mean, Usos got a decent amount of promo time on SmackDown, so I don't think people on Raw know they can promo. Uh, and as far as feuding them with the uh, with the uh, with the revival and War Raiders and or Viking Raiders, sure, the revival certainly. Thanks for the email, Chris. Appreciate you. And Craig chimes in, dear Trav. Oh, his 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 uh, subject was. Oh no, he didn't have a subject. But his he starts off, dear Trav, motherfucker, I have hotmail too. Love big freaking Craig. So he chimed in just to say that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. That doesn't. That doesn't. That doesn't shock me, Craig. <laughs> Matter of fact, that shocks me even less than. Brian, who worked, who literally all day, every day, or, you know, roughly, right? Like he does stuff. He's at a terminal. He's training people. He's, uh, you know, does something with like information technology or, you know, in some, he's not in IT, but he has to deal with it certainly on a daily basis. <laughs> so that's more shocking. Craig having hotmail is apropos, that's just very on-brand. Very, very on-brand. That is so big freaking Craig to have a Hotmail account. If you said I have a GeoCities account or a Lycos email, I'd be like, oh, yeah, no, totally. That makes sense. Craig... Big freaking Craig at Netscape. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's wrap this bitch up. They worked that into his next skit. I'm going. Oh, what's this? The Eater of Pins. Ah, and then he's eating a bunch of pins. Jason Solomon on the. No way he found that on the internet. He had to have made that like real quick. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, oh, shit. Oh, no, that's Brad. We talked to Brad. I guess Craig didn't want on. He didn't put his hand up. So let's uh, wrap this gavel up, B, and uh, go down to Georgia and talk to uh, Darrell. Darrell, what's going on? What up? What's going on, Trav? Not too much. You're a great conversationalist, man. Man, I'll be getting, you know how it is. Getting caught up in these damn <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me tell you about this RBI I hit when I was seventeen. Or I was like, oh, what you fuck? throw it out. You need to be um, interviewer. Uh, I don't know about that. But. <laughs> hey man, you got to be an interviewer, man. You, you hey, you good at it? Uh-huh. You, you got a you got a future in this. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. 
Selena Vega on this card? Yeah, they had a lot of people doing that on World's Lie at the little access. Oh, this is all from Access? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they had all the matches at Access. I'm waiting on I'm waiting on the NXT pay per view. That's what I'm waiting on. That's coming up. I know people was tripping at um they had um was talking about getting rid of that show. Oh my god. Um Patrick Niven is going to fucking flatten Zelina Vega. Oh my god, this is not gonna be She throwing up gang signs? What the fuck was that? Piper? Y'all been waiting. Yeah. Sorry, Zelina. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I like that um Charlotte pulled a power move, got her um boo back on her show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that even switched Alice the Black them up. Yep. I guess that's why they had to break up. And that's all and it's fine. That all that works for me. I think it works for everybody. Why well, did they feed the Piper Niven? This just ain't even fair. And Zelina's the heel. Like, come on, this don't work. Well, hey man, it's today's life, man. You know, everybody, every big person ain't gonna be a a, a bully, and every um small person ain't gonna be a, 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 a timid person. We don't look that way at people in regular in regular life. I'm just saying you saying it ain't gonna work because you were already. A if if Zelina Vegas, you know, plus, the way if, this was, if if Piper was a heel and she was facing Casey Catanzano, I'd have no problem with this match. But I'm supposed yeah, to believe she's playing into her character. That's her character though. She's a heel. She's healing. She's heel. She's here um, on everyday TV. So. But everybody's, it's, I guess. You, you know, your, what your comeback is, she's tiny as fuck, and everybody's going to is bigger than her, so none of her magic should work. <laughs> like, if that's the case. Yeah. That's the <laughs> but this yeah. is just. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. What's my then, um, I thought Raw and SmackDown were pretty good shows um, this week. I see um, Raw did low, um, drop incredibly low this um, this week. I had, I ain't see about SmackDown yet. I was I was gonna be upset with SmackDown because I was like, here go Vince messing up Roman again. He done lost all the the little character growth that he had by coming back. They making him lose all of it by having him. Go back doing the same stuff, trying to make the show about him where it should be about the champ. But they they pulled me they pulled me back in with having Ko turning on it, uh, turning on Kofi. Yeah. And do you agree that the, the the sooner the better with with that thing? Like the sooner he's exposed as the heel, like the better for for. Yes, Kofi. because I want to see a real big. I want to see a real bill. I want to see them. Well, more than that, it's on just the you don't want Kofi being strung along for six weeks to fucking chump and then get turned on. Like that would be like you said, would, the steam, the steam. Don't want him looking like steam. Yeah, I want him looking like steam. 
And now you and I want to see Colton angry. Like I, I want to see him angry. Yeah, I would. I would. That's that's another thing. Like like the way they had Bailey uh, come out and be serious and get in Charlotte's face, smack the mic out of her hand, get her like nose to nose. Like I need to see that out of Kofi. Well, I need to see punches. Hey, man, why? I don't want to hear why, talking. Why they didn't? Why they didn't let Bailey win that? That's my whole problem. Damn, they let her win that. I'm just. And just go on it, and then juice and uh, money in the bank, and you can still like that. Just doesn't. They don't even want to. They don't even try to. Uh, they don't even try to uh, like fake the funk a little bit. Like nope. And you don't. And you kill. And you kill Charlotte as trying to say that she's so important. I know everybody trying to say they say she's important. They try to make her out to be important. But when you have to be in the title picture just to be seen as important, that's not important. That's what they that's what they get wrong with her and Roman. They always got to be in the title picture to seem important. Like if a lot of draws are draws because they don't have to be in the title picture all the time. They can lift up whoever they fight and make it seem like a big match. Like um, Brock Lesnar uh, in his MMA fights, he was um, – he was um not in a um big you know, don't be in title matches all the time and he was selling out um um pay per view buys and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I feel like that's why you don't see too many dimensions and stories uh, with these people. You know, you just um they keep giving you the same thing by we getting Becky versus Charlotte all over again. Hopefully she don't lose neither title and she to in neither one of those matches, but she lose it because of the money in the bank. One of them. Cause you, that's a better story. You can finally t- take the title, both of them off of her, and separate it and tell a real story with her. Because um, three matches in one night. <laughs> three? Where's three coming from? Yeah. Money in it because that money in the bank. Whoever win the money in the bank should cash it in. That's the most weakest. So you're you saying ever after, after winning, wait. After so winning we, two matches, because she have two matches on, on money in the bank. Yeah, she should mm-hmm. get cashed in on. By who? Like Lacey Evans or somebody? Lacey Evans will be in the match with her, so she won't be in the money in the bank. It has to be um, probably a uh, Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. <laughs> Fuck out of here. It'll fit her character, though. Mm, she's trash. <laughs> not really. Um, I mean, I'm done with Alexa Bliss. She's just not. She's she's not good enough to be like. Given this spot with the moment of bliss and all. like as a person, like you get those things when you're injured to, be, to stay on TV to stay relevant. So when you come back as a wrestler, you're even. But no, she's now not good enough as a wrestler. She can't stay healthy as a wrestler. Not even the injury part. It's just she's just not. A, you know, my, my, these little these little women wrestlers, man. I just. She better than um. If you if you put Sasha, Charlotte, Bailey, Becky at the top, and and Ronda at the top when it comes to wrestling, 
She right up underneath them. She better than the rest. She up there with her and Naomi. It's that second level. Alexa Bliss when it comes to wrestling. I don't think so. I don't think Naomi is she don't, at that she don't. She don't buy. She don't. She don't buy. She don't miss many uh, spots. For different uh, reasons. Like she do stuff. Not good. Yeah, and, and Naomi and it's not because she has the credibility to, as far as like the size and the athleticism. She chooses to be a sh- uh, a performer over a fighter. See, that's where you have to go. See, that's where you have to go do compare and contrast. Like go back and look at uh, Eva Marie matches. I <laughs> just go back and look at the um yeah, the um G one special show. <laughs> go back and look at the G one special and look at the person who they got champion on uh, ROH got champion at, on their show and look how bad Kelly Klein is and she been wrestling longer than Alexa Bliss and she's still hard boy <laughs> and then you will see that's why I always. That's how I always gain respect for people because you do like anything, like even with like with rap, because you know we talk about rap sometimes. When you mm-hmm. start seeing people and you putting them on songs with other people, and you just like, man, I thought this dude was trash, but when you put him on the song with this person, he he held his own. And then when you put this on this song with on somebody else who was trash, oh man, he was way better. He looked like he was on a Jay-Z level on the phone with this guy, but we know he ain't Jay-Z, so, you know what I'm saying? That's why I say she she freak. She don't, she don't mess up spots. When you put up, when you look go back and look at her matches with some of the people, like the Charlottes and stuff like that, she wasn't messing up or putting in spots. She didn't bring them down. She didn't make them look bad and, and stuff like that. Can I can I stop things real quick to just so somebody, a cop friend of mine, friend isn't like Facebook, social media friend, black guy, it was a cop, he posted a meme, yeah. and it said, nurses, uh, and it's devalued and insulted, right, like the nurses were devalued and insulted, that lady said all they did play cards, and then underneath it says cops, and then it's that scene where, uh, What's his face from Pineapple Express? Not Jonah, whatever. Uh, the other one. The one that cut his arm off in 127 hours. He uh, He's hanging by the noose. You know, he's hanging, or he's about to, like, hung. And it says, first time. Like, like, seriously, like, people go out of their fucking way to give props to cops. And to fucking, you know, put them on this level, on this pedestal of, you know, whatever. I'm not, I don't want to in this rant devalue and insult cops, but they don't get devalued and insulted. Like, stop that. Mm-hmm. Like, they can do whatever they want. They can murder people and get paid fucking a paid vacation. Like, seriously. Like, <laughs> like, they get to run around with a gun. I'm not saying it's fun, but, like, they have certain responsibilities when you want to do that job. And you can't then go, look at how difficult my job is. This thing that I chose to do with my life. Look how hard it is. Please pity me. Like, number one, it ain't the most dangerous job ever. Like, that's just statistical. You know, but, again, I don't want to devalue. God, we need them. Cops are great. You know, but this idea... Like, 
Christian persecution. It's like Christians in America thinking they're fucking, you know, it's it's that 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 they don't have all kinds of bad privileges. They're like, stop it, stop it. Reverse racism is well, the real, you know. the real problem. Like, no, like, no, it's not. Like, that's this kind of argument. Devalue oh, first time. Like, I mean, you don't shut the fuck up with that shit. Well, like, you gotta, we gotta. You know, they're kind of weird police officers, and he probably just brainwashed with the uh, red. Yeah, also, it's it um cops today are kind of poorly uh, un, under-trained, not fully trained as you think they should be today. Because, you know, it don't take that much to be a cop. No, I know. How many guys they have the lower standards, same thing like we'll be in basic training and stuff. Like, they don't, they, they famously don't want cops to have college degrees. Like, there is a thing about, they don't want the they don't want people to be too smart, which is fucking absurd, right? Like that's just you're setting yourself up for for institutional problems when when you when you know like how many people do we know that know cops that or the people that we know that turned out to be cops were people that got picked on and were fucking cornballs in high school and shit. A whole lot, and that's, what, and that's another thing they always train them to be afraid. Like, that guy's out for fucking yeah. vengeance, man. Like, even if it's subtly and subconscious, he might not even know it, but he, you know. And again, I'm speaking very yeah, he was a, he was a kid. He was a kid growing up in fear, going in a job that's based in fear because they're afraid, and they're supposed to be the people who come in and control the situation. Like, how can you – you're supposed to be able to talk people down off situations, Damn. but you come – and most of the time, police escalate. Escalate shit. Yeah, the picture, the, the 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 it turned into a meme, but it's a picture of a woman at a protest holding a sign that cops aren't. Wait, what is it? Trained cops are allowed to freak out and have, you know, moments where I unload a clip in a guy. But oh no, I was scared for my life. But untrained fucking, you know, people are supposed to, like, be perfect in the moment where they got a gun pointed at them or cops yelling at them. Like, you're the one that's trained. I'm not. I'm a civilian who's getting who's in this tense situation with a gun pointed at me or multiple guns. You're the one that's trained. This is what you do for a living. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You're not allowed to be fucking and, scared. Or you are. I mean, I don't want to, again, it's just a job, for sure. You can be scared. Fear saves a lot of lives. You're supposed to be but, able to, um... Um, supposed to be go trained fear. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't so think anybody who say they're not afraid is crazy. Yeah, that's, that's a person that I don't. <laughs> yeah. But you can't. Yeah, I don't know. That's I don't know how we got here, but yeah, you because you saw that meme. One of your friends. Oh, oh, oh top guy. Yeah, that's right. Fuck. First time. But, uh, like, I want to ask him. So, uh, when are cops devalued and insulted? Well, NWA made that song 30 years ago. <laughs> oh, you talking about like what Fox, what Fox News did? The Nip, I uh, tried to say the song was Nipsey, but it was from YG, the lady. And even if it was, I was laughing. Like. <laughs> No, nah, they're like, not devalued. They're overvalued. He grew up with. <laughs> like, why? They ain't heroes to him. They just another yep. gang. 
and they overvalued anyway because I'm pretty sure at your job, you're more trained than a police officer. You have more training at your job than a police officer had at his. What I don't understand, this like the more than anything, training, uh, militarization, it's the include like how they protect their own at all costs. Tape HD cops. Look, remember the cop, the one guy. He the one, basically the one guy, and one cop who like went down just because it was so egregious. But it took a mistrial first, but then they found him. The guy who killed Walter Scott running away, shot him in the back five, six times, and then planted his taser next to his body. Right? So he and then made a report, well, he went for my taser and, you know, whatever, whatever. And then the other cop walked up into the shot and saw as he dropped that taser. Why wasn't that cop, who was black, why wasn't that cop right alongside of him? I'm not saying he should go down for murder, too. But he was there. He allowed that false fucking report to be filed where, like, you saw him plant that, that, that taser on his body, on his dying, bleeding body that they didn't handcuff as he's got five fucking bullet holes in his back. Like, why wasn't that cop fucking... He should have gone to jail in some capacity. Again, maybe not as long as the guy who put the fucking holes in him. But he was there, and he allowed that fake bullshit to be, you know, put through. That's systematic. That's... That's cops protecting their own all costs. That's a problem. You can't be like, no, just a few bad apples when you allow when you don't throw those apples out. When you allow them to stuff because to learn that they're on shows all the time. Spread to we the see other it on fucking shows apples. all the time where they put on shows about that stuff. About how they pressure them to be um to not say nothing. Your other right. fellow brethren pressing you and stuff like that too. Right. And, when um, you do, and when you do, and if you do have a fucking conscious of crisis of conscience, or you want to do the right thing, and you get bust down, and you get dust duty, and your overtime get taken away from all that kind of shit, like, and and the and the precinct or whoever's doing that when it's obvious, they don't get punished. They just allow that person to get driven out of the fucking precinct or quit or whatever. Or ostracized. Nobody want to ride with repu- What they say, um, your reputation is ruined <laughs> for standing up and doing the right thing. Right. But they want people to come in to do. But they whole thing is they tell people we want you to come in and do the right thing. But y'all don't do the right thing. Listen, I listened uh, to this interview on the What's uh, Why Is This Happening podcast, and it was. Uh, it was with uh, the lady's name was Marie Maria Me. It's Maria M E. So I'm not sure how that's pronounced. Mm-hmm. Maria Maria Me, but I'm sure. But Maria Me Kaba, and she she refuses to call it the the uh, um what is it called the the, the something the justice system. She calls it the 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 punishment system because it's not like they like justice isn't it's clearly not the goal like punishment is the fucking goal and a lot of times it's punitive or flat out torturous when you're talking about like you know isolate uh isolation and solitary and shit like that yeah she's a prison abolitionist she wants to abolish all prisons I don't know about 
And that, no, 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 no. That's the point. Like that sounds like radical and like what? But like, you think a hundred years from now that's going to be a radical idea? Like probably not. Like we'll probably have hopefully have figured out a better system than what we have now. Yeah, we can figure out something better because I say if you stop sending non-violent criminals um, to jail, um, then you know. Sam, you do you, we, the do you, read, jail do you read the Wonder Twins? No, I don't read the Wonder Twins. Sam, I read, read that book. fucking book. There's two issues in. Maybe the third one came out today. I don't remember if it was on the pool on Monday. It is great. They they, they so their school budget got like they they couldn't go on this field trip because the budget didn't allow it. So they made some calls, and the only place they were allowed to go for free was the local, uh, um, um, not it wasn't LexCorp, but it was no, it wasn't LutherCorp. It was LexCorp, I think, prisons. And they went, and the prisoners were just basically doing call services, like um, telemark not telemarketing, but like, you know, like, um, you know, when you sit in a fucking cubicle and you're making calls, you're taking calls for, for, for customer service and shit, they were just doing that. Yeah. So they were just coming at the, not only the prison industrial complex, but like how they slave people out for to come to corporations for cheap fucking labor because they're not they're paying they're not paying those call center prisoners you know eight ten twelve bucks an hour like normal people would get that were doing that job they pay them 12 cent a fucking hour or a dollar a day or whatever so it's it's just corporate legal fucking slavery in very much sense and if you read the 14th amendment you realize prison like Slavery was outlawed except in except if the state owns you. Like they say that in the Constitution. Like slavery is you're not allowed yeah. to own anybody unless you're the state. <laughs> and and that person committed a crime. Mm-hmm. That's, wow. That's what they made and, and making super money and, and see, they pay them twelve cent uh uh hour. That's what fuck up my um fuck up my business because you know I'm an independent contract and I do um telemarketing stuff. I tell them our customer service. So yeah. that's why they don't be want to give us raises and stuff like that when we have to fight for it. Because I make like $15 an hour. Fam. So, so, so she's talking, Jaina is talking to the woman giving them this tour of the prison lexicon. And she goes, our, you know, customer service, prisoner customer service program um, we're giving cu- customer service skills. The they le- the customer service skills they learn here will give them value. Will make them valuable employees on the outside. And um, she says, "Fact: Nine out of ten inmates who receive vocational training in prison don't reoffend." And Jana goes, "So basically, what you're saying is ninety percent of the guys." 90% of these guys didn't really need to be in prison in the first place. The next panel is them getting back on the school bus. <laughs> like, field trip over. <laughs> like, get this little bitch out of here, you know, talk, speaking all this truth. Like, it's so subversive, this fucking book, man. 
Like they subtly and with all with this like humor and not like hitting you over the head with this like you know SJW kind of vibe. Like just like yeah no this is fucking awful and we warehouse and whore people out and slave people out and it's so legal and above board and we accept it. Like you said like yeah I don't know about that like I don't know about not being not housing. <laughs> you know, people, but I get what you're saying. I, I don't think you meant it in a in a, in a vicious or dismissive yeah. way. Like some people do, I did. The way, and and I, and I think yeah, all, some of the criminally insane. Some of these people talking about no fear. Oh. <laughs> wait, 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 like wait, wait, wait. Let me yeah. ask you on live on air. Put you on the spot as somebody who's been learning more about Bernie Sanders. And wanting to, more, you know, finding like, oh, I actually like maybe what he's got. Let me learn some more, you know, put in the effort and put in the research. What did you think of him saying, uh, you know, uh, prisoners, even the Boston bomber, should be able to fucking vote while he's in jail? Um, knowing that because I have people who um who've been in and out of jail who would love to vote, I always thought prisoners should be able to vote. Okay. So that wasn't anything like shocking or controversial. Well, what about the no, fact that a big-time criminal like like the Boston Bomber, though? It's not just criminals. Like a guy that – like you can convince somebody, like somebody that uh, – Well, him, on the other hand, you know, no. Him, on the other okay, hand, Okay, well, why no, not? Why a guy that armed robbery somebody, who, somebody or got caught with a bunch of coke, why should they be able to vote but a guy who – Blew up a bunch of people. Shit. Well, it's, like, it's, it's the state of what you did. It's the state still of what not you a did. Like, you talking about who? You talking about the dude who was a boss? Should a pedophile get the vote? Should a rapist get the vote? Or should just armed robbers and drug dealers? Like, where do you go? Okay. This is worse. Like, um, this voice you're Like the Boston bomber who mm-hmm. did who did it for uh, to be affiliated with people from another country and stuff like that. Uh, you think uh, that that uh, bitch is he? So you wanted to run with foreign terrorists? Go fucking get that. You get their rights then. That kind of thing. You, yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't get to. If you slant it one way, that even if you um a criminal in the Black Panther Party and you pro certain um type of way, uh you white supremacist. I, I feel the same. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't take let's, out let's one. Not, let's on, not do that. Let's not equate. I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just. I'm not. No. I'm not comparing them. I'm not comparing them. I'm not comparing them. I'm just saying, like, if you if you are a person, I'm just saying that because that's what white, you know, common knowledge what people try to compare. But I'm just saying, if you're a black person and you just and you and you're racist, because the only thing that you care about is something like that, and that's the type of crime that you go for. And no, you shouldn't be able to vote just like the white supremacists who go to jail for um, dealing in that type of stuff. They shouldn't be able to vote. Yeah, they shouldn't be able to vote because you only slide in one way. If you, See, you know, that's, if your thought that's process. Where, that's, I think, where, you know, like Sanders was saying, like, tricky. This, where know, do you. Tricky. Where, yeah, like, where do you draw. Where does their citizenship. Because uh, it's a right. Like, you're a citizen. You. Get the right to fuck. It's not a privilege. But once you start right. going with another country, your citizenship should already be like Trump is okay, involved sure. with another specific instance, if you want to make the, well, he was kind of a traitor, or not kind of, like, but he was, you know, affiliated with whoever and fuck and, and I would say, okay, you can, you can make that argument. He was a political criminal in a lot of sense, right? Like, he didn't just. 
to murder somebody in passion or rob a store. This was his crime was politically motivated. So why should he be able to participate in in uh, in our system of politics? That's a fair argument. But just saying. Uh, That's why I said you can start from not the. But other you would stuff. have to, right. You would have you to come to from that, that angle. You can't. I don't. I don't even. I don't even think the. I think the country stuff. If you definitely like, feel if you did some some terrorist group, if you were their cell, you know, part of their cell as an American, and you were in this foreign ter- ter- uh, terrorist cell, you could again make the argument that your crime innately is inherently uh, political, and you should not then uh, be allowed. I could be talked into into that, or at least certainly listening to, to that argument. But it is, uh, like he said, a slippery slope of, well, what do you... Again, why should a fucking pedophile or rapist be able to participate in, in you know, they're going to be voting on, you know, maybe bringing, voting for people that that feel, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I personally agree, like, why? So if you do a six-year bid, why should your citizenship in the mean, in that six years... For something like voting, you're not. It's not like you get to get yep. out that day and go cast a vote. They have, a, they could have a system of, you know, coming around to. And plus, and, and and when you talk about those pedophiles and racists and stuff like that, we got to think it's some of them who vote already who just never been caught. There's a whole ton so, of them vote. <laughs> so that's why that's such a hard. The guy who's going to be in jail for murder next, who who will kill somebody six months from now, or. In, December of 2020 after the election, like, well, you know, he, he already voted. <laughs> Why shouldn't he vote again in two years when he's in jail and and then there's another election? And plus, you don't even need to talk about the moral part, like the, the kind of the 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 moral and societal, you know, uh, implications. You, this is the argument. This is this is a simple argument. Prisoners get counted in the census, so states make money, they get tax breaks, all that shit based off of them, and uh, so so politicians in that in those districts count those prisoners. So why shouldn't those prisoners be able to have a get say in votes? Yeah, right. So you could just be like, well, the system already uses them. The system counts them as a vote in in a lot of ways. And it's always when it's time to, when it's about money, and they let them get hoard off of these corporations. Like, why shouldn't they have a say in local and state and federal politics? And that's so, why that was that's an interesting argument that I never um, with terrorists and stuff like that are people who dealing with stuff outside the country who can see like you got dealings with stuff with because you see the right try to tell you well we don't want these people who come in. Who jump in the border? They just gonna start voting for Democrats. Well, let's let's start going after the people who have dealings with people outside in other countries, interests in other countries, and stuff like that. Because it's easier for you to be turned and working for and be a mold or a, a mentoring candidate or whatever. So let's all start canceling their vote <laughs> because. That'll hurt a lot of them because what they like to do, they like to hide their money overseas and stuff like that to keep mm-hmm. it uh, for keep from having to pay taxes and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. if you want to do that, then hey, be part of that country over there. 
Well, Listen, you lose your right to vote. See, That's why I say it can be based on that. The conservative estimate of untaxed money in Western, I'm not even going to say Western, but modern industrial societies, so everywhere. But they, the conservative estimate is somewhere between 10 and $19 trillion of money is being hidden in places like the Cayman Islands and all in tax shelters all over the all over the world where 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 people uh, uh, can hide billions and billions of dollars from their various governments that tax them that they don't want to pay and it's just like but it's the fucking lady on fucking you know food stamps that but see people are but so see those people about. have the most influence in in the government and stuff like that because they do have the money. So if you start, so you they basically write the laws that allow them to hide their money all over the fucking place. Yeah, and, and like the only reason start saying, well, uh, take away your right like, to vote and lobby. Um, like the that, only that, reason that hurt them. The only reason Apple is allowed to pretend that they're a Scottish company is because our laws allow them to. Yep. Not that but you should keep putting that in there. You should be able to, as a government, be like, no, you don't. You can't move your headquarters. Like, okay, you're gonna move your headquarters, but you're still an American company. You're still gonna pay these American ass taxes. I don't hear that you're a Scottish company but now. You lose all your uh, rights to lobby. We we won't lo- we won't allow you to lobby because now you if you well, if how about you we don't allow that, anybody? Then... <laughs> how about how oh, about yeah, we just... that's true. But I'm just saying, I know that's, that's an easy way to get the vote in and out. That would get, that would sweep a lot of good away, but I think it's way tilted to the you'd be sweeping away way more bad. This ain't a chemo thing where it's like you're going in and oh yeah you're killing the cancer, but I also have no fucking immune system anymore. <laughs> so when this fucking you know debris of dirt fucking drops on me and I'm you know now I'm fucking dead from some simple shit because I don't have nothing because all the goddamn radioactive isotopes destroy my insides. But that's a whole different. Uh, yeah. That's a whole I'm different saying, argument. Sometimes you need to sweep away everything. You need to burn it down. Like sometimes forest fires <laughs> are right. good because the fucking soil gets renewed. The sun can finally make it to the make it to the uh, to the to the ground and not be blocked out. You know the, the trees block everything out. Well, once a fire, you know, and then all of a sudden the soil's better. Shit can grow better. Sometimes destruction leads to you know. <laughs> they got me sounding like. Uh, What's his face from Fifth Element <laughs> when, when, when he knocked over his glass? And look at all that. Destruction re- cre- uh, leads to so many, you know, things and, and systems working. And then he in, proceeded to choke on the cherry pit. And homie was like, where's your machine now? And the pat you on the back. <laughs> yeah. But all right. Let's, yep. uh, let's, let's, one, let's. Uh, one last thing, because I know yeah, you were talking about comments. Um, yeah. I know you was a fan of Jane Foster, correct? Uh, her Thor, yeah. Yeah. Do um, how do you feel about her? Them bringing her back, and she's gonna be the new Valkyrie. She's gonna be oh, the only Valkyrie. I, mean, I guess on its face, like not knowing or not following since Jane Foster, you know, got uh, since Thor got his powers back. Oh, you went. Oh, you're not. Oh, you're not. I'm following the big. Um, um, the the realm or the realms thing. Four realms, yeah. Rich yeah. kind of is. He he filled me in a week or two ago. Uh, well, you know, but yeah, they already, um, it, it was issue one was only out, so it wasn't really. 
he hadn't. It wasn't a ton to talk about two weeks ago or whenever we were talking about it. And then last it's week, it's not was over yet. But you already know what's gonna happen because Marvel already put out there and showed what what the first issue of the book gonna be and stuff like that. I sent Rich a picture of it and all that too because I heard him talking about it and um, I was talking about War of the Rams and I was like, well, you know, <laughs> you know they already said what she gonna be. You know, she's not coming back at store. You know, she's going to be back. They already got the cover Isn't for Valkyrie the um, number one. Yeah, all of them dead. They got, they got killed. No, 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 bad. Isn't Valkyrie like a bad guy? Like, no. No, the oh. Valkyries are in so the Valkyrie was Tessa, Thompson. Tessa Thompson. I'm thinking she was the chick with all the horns and stuff. That's right. Never mind. Yeah. Um she, um, the Valkyries are the ones who lead the um, dead soul, uh, who died in battle, or honor in battle, lead them to Valhalla. And okay. the only way Valhalla can exist is with the Valkyries being around. But now in the War of the Rams, um, Odin had to use the Valkyries to come in to fight. Because, you know, what's Malekith invading Earth right now? And he had, and everybody, they had to throw everything they had, but they lost. And to get away, the backers helped them get away by staying and fighting, but all of them died. Every last one of them. So now you have no Valhalla because there's nobody to lead the dead soldiers to Valhalla. But, you know, Odin always wanted, um, you know, he didn't like Jane Foster at first until, you know, she did what nobody else could do, not even Thor or Odin, and that was beating Mangard. You know, he always been checking in on her and want to know her, how she's doing. So he's he going to make her back. Bring her back. Because, you know, they brought her back alive. And she was got rid of the cancer. So they they need that warrior spirit. <laughs> but I was just wanting to see what you your thoughts on with that. And I got a show for you to watch, man, an anime I know you like those animes that make you think and stuff like that, like Attack on Titan like one and stuff anime. like that. I don't think I have a pattern. I like one anime. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying you like shows. I know you like shows that make you think. I know the comics. You like the realism comics, the the stuff like the pro, uh, prodigy, prodigy and, and stuff like that. It's a, it's an anime. It's called Promise um Promise Wonderland. But nobody got superpowers or nothing like that. And it's not about older people. It's about kids. But these kids are geniuses. And they're trying to figure out because they trapped it. They they trapped in a place that don't want them to go outside. But they're trying to figure out why and trying to get outside. And and, and it's a whole thing, man. I, I, I'm pretty sure somebody like you would like the storytelling of it and, and dealing with these genius kids and stuff like that, who don't have powers, who going through all this stuff and figuring out how to get out of these situations and stuff like that. Okay. I think it's something that you'll like. And I know you got, you, you, I know I let you get the Funimation account and it's on there, so. Is it on, all right. All right. Yeah. Real give it a look, man. It's, it's something, it's very interesting, man. Very, very interesting. But that's it for me, man. I go ahead and let you end the show, man. We can 
casually in another conversation. <laughs> All right, man. It's been fun. Talk All to right. you next time. Yeah. All right. And that there does it. Make sure another email snuck in. Nope. So, yeah, that does it this week. Uh, Rich and I will be by for VIP folks, so click over once uh, once you're done here. Click over to Rich and myself. We'll be back for another hour or so of content. Uh, basically, Game of Thrones Coast cast. Uh, so we'll talk about Game of Thrones Episode 2. Maybe uh, I haven't read anything in the last couple of weeks, so I don't have anything to comic book-wise to talk about. Um, yeah. Maybe get into some in-game speculation. And, uh, yeah, whatever's uh, on Rich's mind wrestling-wise. So, until next time, folks, thank you for all your energy and your emails and your tweets and your calls and your everything. I'm Trav. Talk to y'all next time.